You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, good people. Welcome back to the second, the second episode of Premier League Carnage. We promised to make this a regular show going into the new year. And you know what? We've stuck to our promise. We've stuck to our promise. Uh, loads to get tucked into. People are already saying, is the stress and pressures of a league title race getting to Arsenal? People are also asking the question, are Man United back? The resurgent Man United. Chelsea Man City to preview tomorrow as well, guys, because that is one hell of a game and it's relevant. And of course, I spoke on Liverpool yesterday. It's only fair that I keep shut up. I keep shut up about Liverpool and let Mr. Newbeats handle the pressure and the and the and the the abuse and the stress of talking about Liverpool. Uh, people, you're all very welcome. Hundred of you in here already. That's a warm, warm welcome for the brothers him. We've got no beats in the house. We've got Bilal in the house. We've got Michael in the house. You already know their faces. You already know their names. Make sure you show them love on their socials as well. And I guess, I guess, no, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. I'm very sorry. There's only one place to start. And that is the community stadium. Now, people, certain people on Twitter were t- telling me the community man left the community stadium early. <laughs> First, I need to clear that shit up. I did not. I left when it was 3-1, 92nd minute. Now, that's allowed because you've got to remember, it's a cold, wet, windy, away day at Brentford. The community man has to go back to his family. Long travel. It's allowed. It ain't peak, man. But, no, we saying, man, how are you feeling, bro, the day after the night before? 
You know, um, it wasn't a surprising result because, you know, the signs were there in both the Leicester game and the Villa game where the midfield were, let's say everyone touched up on it. I know you guys touched up on it yesterday that they have uh, a lack of energy, lack of legs, lack of uh, intensity. And it's so sad that it's come to this where <clears throat> Pep Linders brings out a book called Intensity is our ide- identity, and then we lose that identity to Arsenal. And Arsenal bringing that intensity this season, Newcastle's bringing that intensity, and Liverpool's lost it, I'm afraid. And uh, and it's going to be tough to try and get it back. It was tough, it was tough watching yesterday. It's like three or four back to back chances for Brentford. It was like crazy. It was like, is this you? Am I watching even Liverpool anymore? It was crazy, honestly. I was like. But it wasn't. A, it wasn't too much of a surprise. It wasn't out of the blue, because we. That's the worst part of it, right? From a Liverpool point of view, it was not shock. It was ex- not like whoa. It was like yeah, a lot of us saw that coming. Exactly. Like you know, when the World Cup started, I, I was hoping that this type of things was 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 going to be cut out of our game. But yeah, it came back with a vengeance. It came back with a vengeance. <laughs> um. Uh, Nat Raj is a Man United fan, by the way, Michael. He doesn't want me to shut up. He wants me to talk. I will talk, <laughs> man. Relax, bro. Relax. <laughs> Relax. United fans feeling themselves today. Bro, I'm telling you, my boy Nat Raj, he's a bad boy still. He's a, he's a nice guy still. He comes on the calling and, you know, the first time he made a bit of a twat of himself. The second time he humbled himself. And now he's looking to to hype up again. But it is what his football's a humbler, bro. I'll talk. I'm telling you now, 21 games to go, I believe. So, yeah, man. Uh, KD says, honestly, the state of Liverpool is not that bad. Yes, we look bad, but we have only dropped three points in five games. United have two. Spurs have dropped eight. Newcastle, four. City, five. All is not lost. It's just a manner. It's just a manner. Bilal, uh, i got Bilal and Michael, of course, repping Arsenal, repping Man United. So, yeah, man, it's your time to to rip into Liverpool. We start off with the Liverpool-Brentford game. Me and me and, me and Nurbeats didn't see that coming. No, sorry, we saw that coming. What did you used to make of it? I'll start with Michael first, man. What did you make of that, man? I, 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 talk to me. Be real. I was be a little real. shocked because Ivan Tony wasn't playing, obviously, yesterday. So I figured mm, Brentford yeah. wouldn't be that strong. But you know that tactic, like you've seen on Twitter, where it's like the midfield is skipped and the ball starts in the defense and it goes to the attack? That's pretty Straight. much Liverpool because they don't have a midfielder right now. I don't like that midfield. I think Harvey Elliott has been playing out of position. I don't think he has like the intensity to play in the midfield. Like, I think Nirby said, he said the intensity. Liverpool used to be one of the most physical teams in the league. They used to go toe-to-toe with you physicality. They kind of remind me on how we used to play last year under Ralph Ragnick. We just looked weak in every duel. And Liverpool, they just look weak in every duel. Even the third goal, Konate, who's supposed to be one of the most physical center backs in the league, he got bullied by Mbumu yesterday. Um, Chimikas, this guy's meant to be my country's franchise player. It's not looking good. That, he was abysmal yesterday. Um... Darwin Nunez, I mean, the guy was unlucky. I didn't think his miss was actually that bad. I think Ben Mee had a fantastic block on that. I think Twitter overreacted to that. I've seen we've seen worse misses from him. Um, yeah. so, I don't know. Liverpool's just Klopp needs to change something. Obviously, we'll see what Cody Gakpo brings. Maybe he'll bring more creativity to the attack because you guys didn't also create that many chances. Like the Trent cross was incredible to Ox for the goal. But other than that, there wasn't anything that David Rea had to really do. And then, yeah, right now I think we're seven points clear. I Personally, I don't really fear Liverpool that much for right now. Obviously, a lot could change. You guys can sign a midfielder like tomorrow and then everything can change. So it's not over till January 31st when the window closes. But right now, 
Klopp needs to change something. I don't know what it is. Right, he has to dig deep and find something in the bench, maybe the academy. I know Grizz, you guys, uh, you big up that kid Ben Doak. Maybe he can bring some like a spark, kind of how Garnacho has brought a spark to the United attack. Maybe something like that. I don't know. Uh, maybe play that kid Bajatic. He could bring something in the midfield. That intensity. He's Eastern European, so he definitely has intensity. That's the one thing they always have. <laughs> right, so, Eastern Eastern European intensity hype. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one thing. Also, those guys, those guys have intensity over there in Eastern Europe. That's the one thing you'll guarantee from them passion. So maybe some, Klopp has to dig deep and find something. Otherwise, it could be looking long for Liverpool. Yeah, fair play, Thunder Road. What a lie. He's talking to me. What a lie. You mm-hmm. left when a member scored in 85. Yo, brother, unless you were sitting next to me and you was holding my hand and you was watching your clock when I was walking out of clock, don't tell me what I'd done at my club when I traveled up and down the country. So shut your mouth, stay in your lane, and listen to what I'm saying because I'm the one who left the ground and I'm the one who posted that picture. So how's he telling me, like, I'm a liar? What a liar. What a dickhead move. I mean, hey, people fake, like this, fake fan allegations, man. Yeah, man, fake fan allegations, man. <laughs> man was in Birmingham Saturday when we played Aston Villa, mm-hmm. traveling to Brentford. Man's telling me, like, you know what I mean? Like, get out of here, man. You know what I mean? Idiots like that. Trying to, like, they, they choose the wrong channel, bro. I'm not one of these, ha, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you're going to talk shit about me and my channel, and I'm going to say, yeah, 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 let's mod him. Get out of here. Yeah, no, of course not. Of course not, man. Yeah. I'm already hurting, man. Like, and then he's telling me what a lie. I'm already hurting. I traveled mileage up and down, lost a hell of money, this and that. And come on, man. Anyway, Kicking pull out. Man while he's down me, man. And that, Cuss but, me. Yeah. Cuss my club, man. Cuss me, man. Tell us oh. about yourselves, man. Because I know oh, you know not because you tweet different. You do yeah. and you come on in, you smile, and you're everyone's friend, and you're mm-hmm. nice, and people think, yeah, Bill, I was nice, man, but your tweet says something else. Split personality, man. That's Split what they call it. You get, honestly, Michael, you get me on. Michael kept it political. <laughs> Michael, mm-hmm. Michael kept it real, but he, he cussed us, but he said, look, unless you bring in some youngsters to, to hype it up and energize it, it's looking peak. Noor told it how me and Noor told it. What are you saying? Yeah, no, hundred percent. You know, when it comes to Twitter, it's not the place for serious convos. That's the place for jokes and agendas. That's it. You know. So honestly, that's the way I use the app. I'm not a serious guy on that app, so don't take me too seriously on there. But when we're on here and we're talking football, we talk that real, and that's the difference. So honestly, that game, Brentford, Liverpool, man, I've never seen VAR so involved in a game to start with. But Thomas Frank, I wonder. I we'll talk about Liverpool. We've been talking about all of their. Downfall yeah, yeah, good, good, fair play, play, fair play. Yeah, talk on. Yeah, Thomas talk on, yeah. Frank, what a manager! Every single game since they came up to the Premier League, they bumped Arsenal in that first game, that two 0 and ever since, man, they've been rolling. And yesterday, we're looking at it, thinking Ivan Tony's not in the team. What's going to happen here? How they're going to score the goals? They got this whistler guy who's a bit. You know, he's got that excitability factor, similar to a Darwin Nunes, where the guy seems to always be one step too quick in terms of what he wants to do, if he could hold himself back just a little bit, maybe we could see him actually develop into a really scary player. Him next to Mbwemu, it's, it's a dangerous team to play and that 5-3-2 shape that they've got is fantastic. But the problem with Brentford at times though, and it's expected when you play a big team like Liverpool, and they, who who they play the other uh, game Spurs. I was watching recently? Spurs. Was it Spurs? Right. Yeah. So they have these moments in the games where, you know, they have that 30-minute spell or even 20-minute spell where they're really, really good. But then again, that energy that they use, there's always like a 20-minute, 25-minute spell where the other team comes into the game. Liverpool had that moment in the, that game to really, I think, do what Tottenham did in that game and get the goals. But they couldn't. Darwin Nunes going offside. 
and, and it's a good finish, but offside again, you know. I heard it was close. I heard it, it was close. close. I've only seen it once. He, he just waited a little bit. It would have been he would have been fine. But with um Thomas Frank and everything that they're doing there, man, it's fantastic. I honestly thought at one point he would have gone to like the Danish national team or something, but he signed that new deal, you know, with Brentford, I think until 2027. And things are just looking good there. They've got good talent ID. Even the story about how the clubs come up and, you know, I think the guy, to be fair to him, I don't promote gambling. Haram, haram. But the guy who owns a club, right? He, mm. I think he was a gambler type figure, you know, and then he's gone into stats and all of this sort of stuff. And then he knows his business. Yeah, like it's all a bit mad the way he's done it. So big up Brentford. These teams, Brentford, Brighton in the league right now for me are just a joy to watch. So yeah, big him up. On the Liverpool front, it comes back to it, man. When we said that Nunes is signed for Liverpool and then Gakpo signed for Liverpool, it's become very top-heavy. I think on one of the shows was they're calling, I said, like, it's like you're playing three strikers. The Trents and the Simicast or the Robertsons are going to become so crucial in this team because that midfield, we're going to keep it real. They're not going to offer too much in terms of creativity and all that. I know Thiago can try, but when you're getting overrun in that middle of the park, you can't really show your best qualities. So on that front, Liverpool need to improve. And it's only going to improve, to be honest, right, through signings. And... You need a midfielder. You need a buddy. It's not an option you have in that club right now. You know, you need someone to come in there, be that presence. Because as we saw today, when we talk about Newcastle and Arsenal and all of this, you need to fight in this Premier League. And Brentford are one of the best fighters in this league, man. 100%, Bilal. I think you summed it up nicely. You know, I'm not even going to lie. I've only had a chance to see highlights of it since I come back. Obviously, watching it live is completely different. They don't really always play the replays. But first and foremost, it's close to 300 of you. Stop what you're doing, guys. We're going to talk for an hour or so. So we've got plenty of time to talk. And you've got plenty of time to listen. But stop what you're doing. Hit that like button and then we can continue. We've got so much to get through. We're trying to whiz through the Liverpool bit because I'm trying to just whiz through the Liverpool bit. <laughs> you understand? But we have to still talk on it because people are saying, yeah, talk to me about this. Talk to me about that. Guys, come on. Yesterday... There was like two over two thousand of you in here listening to the Liverpool bit. You guys got my tears. You got you guys got my 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 emotions yesterday, man. I want to hear what the brothers them saying. Noor, I don't know if you want to touch upon uh, Brentford, like Liverpool are shambles. And everything Bellow said, we knew that they're going to be physical. We knew they're going to be strong. We knew they're going to have a game plan. Michael's talking about sort of the no midfield that Liverpool had. Brentford didn't give a shit about our midfield. Brentford, all Brentford were involved in, and they and you know what I saw us. I want to double check something, but there was like less than 3% possession they had in the middle of the field. They didn't care about the middle of the field. It was all about centre-backs, full-backs, and their wide man crossing. That's all they were interested. It's like, leave the empty. Like It's a pure, pure leave the empty. We don't care. Liverpool's midfielders are shit, they're saying. They can't run. They can't drive forward. So we're going to leave them, and we're going to mark the hell out of everyone else. And that's what they've done. Yeah, they know that uh, Liverpool doesn't have much of a central threat. Where Liverpool creativity comes from the fullbacks, which is a lot more different uh, than, let's say, Arsenal or Man City, where Man City have like traditional wingers, or Arsenal have the traditional wingers that hang up wide, and and they and they bring their fullbacks inverted and and, and flood the midfield, and then they play and then use the wide areas um, <clears throat> as as a way out. But Liverpool have been worked out a little bit. Um, they know for, sure, for yeah. sure. You know what? I used to fight people. I used to fight. I was ready to go to war when people used to say that. I used to say, No problem, you worked us out, but do something. Yeah, yeah. because even though they worked us out, they couldn't stop us. 
Exactly. So people used to say, oh man, they worked you out, they worked you out. But you can't stop it. That's why we keep doing what we're doing. Now they worked us out and they're stopping us. Yeah, exactly. They worked us out. Plus, I don't think the the midfield balance is there. There's, we've lost uh, the energy in, in midfield. And we're losing also, have you noticed, we're losing all the second balls now. Like, let's say if uh, Van Dijk wins the header, that second ball we used to create massively mm-hmm. off. Like, we'll go pressure them. And then we're doing this half-hearted press where, um, you know, was it Henderson that summed it up for me against against Leicester, where he's coming to close down a player and then he'll just flinch towards him. He won't even go after him. he just flinch, like, uh, do so. And then people people work you out. And and I think, I have to say, in, in this sense, we've missed Mane. Mane, we've missed him due to his physicality and the way he would start a game. He'll make sure the fullbacks know they're in for a game. He'll elbow someone. He'll jump in for a heavy tackle. He'll, he'll go in crunching for a tackle. So then the fullbacks know, listen, I need to hurry up and not dwell on this ball. But the Liverpool wingers right now are not doing that. They're, they're just letting the, the players just play. They just It's a half-hearted, you know. It, it does remind me of uh, exactly what uh, Michael said of a Ragnik team where they didn't they didn't really believe in his philosophy and then they were just half-heartedly trying to press. And in this Premier League, if you want to if you want to do well, yeah, you can't come out half-hearted, especially in the Premier League. Every team is good. Every team has got like an identity that they use. And if you don't, especially with teams like Brentford and and um, Newcastle, you got to at least match them for energy. If you do that, then the quality will tell. But if you don't match them for energy, then obviously First, you've got issues. It's a, it's a given. People always assume it's a given, but sometimes it's not, you know. Sometimes there's an element of arrogance in players and they're only human. Sometimes they wake up and they see, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. There's seriously, there's times where certain players will come across players and they don't even know who they are probably. Like, I reckon there's a couple of players in that Brentford team. I'm not sure if man like Nunes knows who they are even. No, I'm serious. I don't think no chance. No, there's no chance. I don't think Tiago Cantaro could probably name everyone. He would say, yes, brother, how are you? Because Tiago's <laughs> a nice guy. Yes, brother. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're fist pumping that, but yeah, who are you, bro? Like, not from an arrogant point of view, but just sometimes you just don't know, man. You ain't got that time in your life, that much time mm. in your life. Yeah. <laughs> But what you got to do is respect your opponent and exactly. show them humility and that, you know what I mean? They could turn it up anytime. And you know what? Fair play to Brentford. Like, they done what they had to do. Simple. And don't get me wrong. What's, what makes me cry, what makes me sad, what makes me tearful <laughs> is that it was so basic. It was so basic. There wasn't any complexity to tactics. It was throwing set pieces Everyone be in the box. Virgil van Dijk and, and Matip are only two. Uh, Virgil van Dijk and Konate are only two ball winners. I don't even call Fabinho a ball winner. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't call him a, a physical ball winner anymore, even though he's six foot. Konate and Virgil, how many men can they mark? And they don't even, they don't even man marking anyone. They would do zonal marking. And the rest of them, five, six foot brothers, were just free to stay on Trent, Simicas, Thiago, all of these men. It was all over, all over. Yeah, you're right. Simplicity sometimes is genius. And that's what Bilal was talking about, that coach. He's a genius man in his own right. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our, also, we've got to talk about our own fan base. Remember how we, uh, like when we had the solid solid midfield that nobody would bypass 
And then we would like, you know, there's people calling for Genie's head. Do you remember those days? And calling him like he, he's not. And now I'm seeing on Twitter a lot of them crying for him, saying, oh, we we miss Genie. Oh, we this is what uh, happens, you know. Yeah, but this is what happens, isn't it? This is why I always say, cherish the good times and sometimes don't try to fix something that ain't broke. Exactly. We were the most, ask Michael, ask Brilliant when he comes back. We were the most terrifying team to play against. The most hardest team. Teams used to wake up and say, yo, we got ask Liverpool next. Shit, if we try to go to war with them, they go to war with us. If we try to outplay them, they're going to war with us, tire us down, and then pull mm -hmm. us off. Right now, I've got no shame. I'm open. I'm open. I'm being humble and I'm telling you straight. We're one of the easiest teams to play against in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. Everything that I used to cuss Arsenal about, we are them. Exactly. Everything I used to cuss Man United about, we are them. I say, Arsenal, yeah, play your triangles, play your triangles. We're going to bully you. We're going to pressure you. We're going to get the ball. We're going to score. And then you're dead. Same with Man United. Man United, park the bus, park the bus, try to play counter-attack football, but we're going to bury you. you can, how much are you going to park the bus? And we used to bury under that. That's where it was. It, became, it used to become a training session, 4-0, 4-1 with Man United players. Now we're easy to play against. We're a combination of the two. We're, exactly. We've got no tactical mm -hmm. discipline like the Man United team didn't know what they were doing. And we got the weak spine that Arsenal used to have in terms of no energy, no legs, no passion. But yeah. enough of them, man. Come on, man. We've done them. <laughs> it's my club. Like, show, show some humility in it, Chris. Calm down about your club. <laughs> we got United next, man. Michael, nice 3-0. I had 2-0 predicted in my big six prediction. Um, Shaw scoring. Uh, who scored the first? Uh, Casemiro. Casemiro, yeah. We've got plenty of chat about Casemiro in the building as well. Um, and then Rashford, mixed feelings for me because I had, um, I had what's his name? I had, I had Rashford and Shaw as my FPO. I had Shaw, I had Shaw in the team. He's got me hella points. And I had what's his name? Uh, let me take this banner off. I had what's his name as captain Rashford. But the three 0 hurt me with that last minute goal, man. Said got another correct score. Man's on smoke this season in the Premier in the in the predictions league. I'm hurting with that as well. But for you. Another straightforward 3-0 at home. It's been a while since you've been able to say these kind of things on a regular weekly basis. Yeah, business business as usual. Old Trafford, seven wins in a row. First time since Jose. Um, the performance wasn't seven that good. Seven wins in a row. Seven wins in a row. Nice. Boy, yeah. for you, look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, the performance wasn't that good. Uh, I didn't really mm -hmm. like the lineup to begin with. Uh, that back five gave me PTSD from Ole days. I thought I left that back in 2021. First game of 2023, it popped back on my screen, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a decent performance. Second half, we really stepped it up. Luke Shaw, this guy, he's playing for a contract. That's that's obvious because his contract's up in the summer. So he's playing for that. Um, he's going to get it because he's been arguably the best left back in the league this season ever since that 4-0 loss to Brentford. He's been absolutely sensational in every game. Um, Rashford, um, I think that's three games in a row. He scored now in the Prem. He scored again, so that's three in a row, so that's good. Um, yeah, Ten Hogs changing my life right now. I'm seeing a score tappings. I haven't seen a score tappings since Robin Van Persie was at the club. It's been so long. Um, Casemiro, like I, I said it last week, this guy's changed my life, rocked my world. He's done it again. This guy's just, I'm the, he's the best signing since Fergie left. I like, I'm I'm saying that right. He's like the best signing. He's he's like, I Pogba was so good, but Casemiro just the consistency that he brings for us. Like every single game, I, I I'm comfortable knowing that Casemiro would drop at least an eight out of ten. And he's doing it every single game. He's locking up that midfield by himself. I know it's been Forest, it's been Bournemouth, it's been Wolves, but 
is a five-time Champions League winner. So I know he'll be there when it's the Man City's and Arsenal's next games coming up, which are going to be tough games. I trust Casemiro to be able to go to war for us. Rashford's done well. Uh, Bruno's done well. Prayers out to Donny Van because I think he tore his ACL today. That injury did look very no. bad. Yeah. So, yeah, that looked really bad. That was so sad, yeah. Probably should have been a red card, but referees... I'm sure Bilal will complain about the referees. Nah, he, he slipped. <laughs> he slipped. To, to be fair on the guy, he slipped and got him. But it's, it is what it is. But yeah, I've, Ten Hag's been really cool. I'm not going to say we're... I, I kind of do want to say we're back, but I know some United fans are ready to put us in title race because we've tied Newcastle for third place right now. But our next two games, we all know what they are. Arsenal City. I want to see how we play in those games. We handled the easy. We held. We handled the easy opponents. The, all like the relegation teams. I want to. I want to see us play against the top two and see how we go. Because City, we got we got revenge coming for them because they beat the brakes off of us last time. And I know Arsenal want their revenge on us because we've handled them their only loss. So we'll see. I really. I'll really know what kind of United this is after those two games. Yeah. Um, but right now, top four for me, if we get that striker, I know we've been linked with Marcus Term heavily the last couple of days. If we mm-hmm. get that one body in that striker, because Martial's been really poor since our Prem restarted, I'm confident that we can get top four. But I want to see if we could push a little, we could push the top two a little tighter. Not obviously win the Prem, but I want to see what we can do against the top two. Yeah, look. Everything that you said there, man, is pretty much coming to fruition, man. It's nice up there right now, man. You guys are feeling confident. The confidence is coming back. The crowds are back. The, the atmosphere seems good again around the club. And you've got, you got to raise it to Ten Hag, bro. It's all, mm-hmm. You're right. It's literally... I'm not even looking to target... I'm not even looking to hype up your players as much as I'm ready to hype up your coach. Like, obviously, the players are doing it on the pitch. But Ten Hag's brought a total mentality shift, hasn't he? And all the players that, even you, be honest, even you was like, no, I don't want him to go. I want him to go. But he's made all the hard decisions. And some, you know, I don't know what you thought of Shaw before, but he's proved a lot of people wrong. Even again today, Maguire comes back in. You keep a clean sheet. All right, it wasn't all good. You know, Bruno's finding spaces to play. You know, Rashford's looking a total different player. You know what I mean? It's all down to your coach, isn't it, Michael? Yeah, but this guy is... He's top three coach in the Premier League for me right now. Just like right now this season, he's been top three. Uh, he's just been phenomenal. Even today, he said that he wasn't happy with this performance. He said it was really... It wasn't that good. The 3-0 is nice, but we could do so much better. That's what I want to see. Uh, mentality and standards. The Rashford situation showed everything to me. He, every time he looks at Rashford, he, he's pretty much blushing like it's, a, like it's a hot date or something. That's what he's <laughs> looking at Rashford like. And on Saturday, Rashford woke up late for a meeting. And he said, you're going to have to hold bench. That's how, that's how it goes. Nice. He, he I like the he, moves. See, those moves showed, are serious. Yeah, he showed that he's a top dog in that locker room. Obviously, he showed it with what happened with CR7, but he's consistent with it. He wasn't just, It wasn't an agenda against him. He's shown that it doesn't matter how good you are because Rashford's been our best player this season. I will make you sit on that bench until you everyone follows the rules. Obviously, it was a small mishap, like missing a team meeting or everything. But even the smallest thing, punishment. Because he, he backed this talk. Because in July, when his uh, for his presser interview, like the first one, he said, if you miss training, you're sitting on the bench the next game, no matter what. So he's backed his talk. He lived his raps. So I got to back him for that. And obviously, don't let us get Dubai. Because if we get Dubai, we're coming. Mm, Dubai is a long shot. Let me tell you that behind the scenes. Dubai is long for you. Lot. Qatar, Saudi um, Arabia, I don't care who it is. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I said, anyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone? Our money. Anyone from that region, man. <laughs> uh, yo, what's good, bro? Yo, what's good is still smarting from the Liverpool situation, bro. 
I know you want to talk on Liverpool and this and that, but I've done a Liverpool chat yesterday and, and Noor said his bit as well, bro. He says, some but respect to you, always in the chat and supporting the channel, big up yourself. He says, sometimes I think Klopp is, is tactically inept. He makes simple things look difficult. Jude slipping away as we speak. <clears throat> Keep hope alive, bro. Keep hope alive. That's all I can say. Keep hope alive. Um, jo <clears throat> Joseph sends a super chat. He says, watching a two-run comp, I don't mind him as our striker at this point. Um, uh, you, guys, you guys are a fan of Marcus Turam? I'm going to be honest, I'm not. Now, people are going to start saying, oh, man, Chris don't rate no one. I rate hella players, man. I just don't rate Marcus Turam like that. Um, I don't know. Do you want to quick have a He's quick... a weird player. He's a weird player because I remember watching one Gladback game before the break. I can't remember who they were playing against. And, like, he was a problem. Like, his movement, his physicality, his pace everything about him was mad but then his finishing did let him down i think he scored like two goals in that game but he had so many chances that he could have scored like four or five really you know what i mean yeah, yeah. but it's one of those ones it's around like for a free transfer or for a you know like eight mil. price like eight, eight mil, mil yeah. yeah it's one of those ones like for his qualities it's kind of worth it because if you can keep him as a squad player right you get him off the bench he's an option even to play on the left through the middle I think it could be a good signing, especially when you know the financial situation at United right now. They haven't got bags of money to spend probably until the summer. So oh, right now, getting some... Yeah, so getting a buddy like Taram in, I think actually is a good idea. So I would go for that signing, but you're not expecting him to come and bag loads of goals, but you'd expect him to give you movement, energy, and that physical quality. Because I think that's the way Man United are playing, right? The football is, is actually really good to watch at this moment in time. It's really intense. The energy is good. They need that sort of striker, that Taram type. And if they go in the summer for a big name, the Osiman sort of striker is probably going to suit United really well right now. Because I know the Felix links have come in recently with United. I think a big physical striker who can run the channels and, and really help the rest of the team, that's going to be what actually puts Man United probably in the top four this season. So, yeah, I, I guess that's my answer about Taram. <laughs> mm, yeah, look, Taram, we can talk about what kind of players they need. I, I think they need a... Uh, oh, Michael... I've said my piece on Martial since years. Yeah, it's been peaking. I say the same thing every year. And Man United come fans come for me in their drones, man. I get hella people coming for Martial. Talk about your players. Talk about... Come on, man. I talk about football, man. This is football carnage. I'm a football man. I talk about what I want, when I want, how I want. As long as I'm not abusive. I ain't here to abuse Martial. The fuck? I'm about to talk about him as a footballer and what he's achieved in the last five years. Six years? What's he achieved, Michael? Man came with 50 million back in the day. That was that's equivalent of 80, 90 million now. 50 million he came seven years ago? Six years yeah. ago? Someone hey, took up on that. Wasn't it eight? Oh, yeah, 20, came in 2015. So let's keep it, let's keep it real. No, no, but let's keep it. No, no, guys, let's keep it real. It's not a Man United agenda, all right? I'm talking from a footballing agenda, right? I'm mm -hmm. taking my Liverpool hat off. Right? Just cover this shit. <laughs> just cover this shit. I like, I'm talking like just from footballing opinion, right? Mm -hmm. You guys tell me, am I wrong? Am I being harsh on Martial? All I hear is injuries. Fair enough, 100%. Tactics. The coach ain't backed him. He ain't playing the right system. No coach understands him. He needs wingers. He needs a partner. Every season is a new thing. Michael, are you done with Martial now, bro? 
I wouldn't say like I I don't think he's good enough to to lead our line. I don't think he's good enough, but he's also the type of player that doesn't want that like, that's not a bench player. He's not a type of player that will come on and like cause like a, a, a shift in the game, like those kind of strikers. Like a Marcus Turam, if you bring him off the bench, like you, sh- you saw against Argentina in the World Cup final, you know he'll cause damage to the opposition, like a Colomani as well. But Martial, he needs to start. And for me, he's lost that yard of pace that he used to have that made him so exciting to watch. The dribbling is not there. I'm seeing it. He's trying to do the fancy stuff, but it's not coming off. The injuries uh th- don't help him. Obviously, I don't think he got properly developed under Jose. That didn't help him. Like if he had him and Rashford, if they had Eric Ten Hag, from the moment that they broke through under LVG, I think they would have been world class players, like solidified. But they never got that development. And Rashford's getting it now under Ten Hag because Rashford, I guess, has more application. But with Martial, it's been too, it's been too late. And for me, I would move on from him in the summer. But that's how I would sign on Marcus Turum. I would have Marcus Turum be the backup striker. And then in the summer, like Bilal said, you go for the big striker. Whether it be Osimhen, whether it be a Vlahovic, whether it be a Gonzalo Ramos, those kind of strikers. So I think, yeah, with Martial, let him do like the next four months, whatever we have left. Um, He's going to leave the line because we have no other option. But after that, I would cut my losses and say it, it was a good signing at the not a good time, but it was like he had the flashes, he, like 2019, 2020. I'll never forget NH- NHS Martial. We cannot replace. But it's just, <laughs> it has to end at this point. The experiment's over. We, caught, we moved on from Pogba. We moved on from all those signings. Martial's the next one to go. And then just start a new, with a new era at the striker that leads our line for the next decade. Uh, absolutely. You're right. You do, you're do. you seeing a switch away from all your players, like the old spine, into a total new spine. Lissandro, Casemiro, Casemiro's coming to the end of his career. But you hear what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Rashford, and you're going to get a new striker. And so... Um, Stevie Hayes says, behavior your martial agenda, all in capitals. Man's angry. Very, oh, he sends in another one. He's just shouting at me. Martial played well. He was on a dead man shift, but played okay at times. Will come good. Bro, Martial FC is mad, man. Bro, your eight Martial years. Eight he, eight years. Years. he was not good today. Good. <laughs> he wasn't good bro, today. Stevie H, man. You know what it is with Martial? You know what it is with Martial, right? Like, last season, January, goes to Sevilla. I'm watching the Sevilla videos, right? I'm yeah. seeing Ronaldo, R9, Nazar- Ronaldo Nazario. Bigging up Martial, like, welcome to Sevilla. Like, I don't even know. What ties has he got with Sevilla? Is the owner he owns Real Ma- man. He, No, he, he owns Real Valladolid. The guy played for Real Madrid. What's the link? Um, played for Barcelona. Get the streets, bro. Yeah. Get the streets. Ronaldo That's what it is. Shout out, man, streets, man. He ain't got shit, man. He ain't got alleyways, man. Never mind streets, man. <laughs> nah, Martial got the streets. <laughs> he ain't got shit, man. Bro, get Ronaldo him, Bobby. Get him, Bobby. Tweeting about him. Get Mbappe no, tuning about him in 2016. He had the R9 co-sign. Like, I was thinking, okay. Where did that come from? I still don't get that one. Uh, you I know, need to R9 know. Just everywhere. R nine. One day I'm seeing him Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Next day he's he just wants to bag. He's picking up. R nine. The guy's guy everywhere. He was on a charity run. That's why giving out charity. Mm, must be. Must be. And but then no, Marcia, gets Marcia. booed at Sevilla, and then and then now coming back to United, I'm surprised that also I, again it's the the planning that Man United just letting them down time and time again. So it's one of those ones. If Man United can get the planning in place, Ten Hag is a serious manager, man. And if the finances are sorted. United are going to be a problem, and I will say they'll be back in that situation. Mister Nobeats, I've yeah. been I've been doing on various platforms combined elevens, yeah, and people or or I always get a question. You know when there's a Man United Liverpool, so we're doing a preview. I always get a question posed to me for the last God knows how long. If you could pick a Man United player, who would you pick? Guess who I pick every single time? Yeah. Rashford. Even when he was going through the mm-hmm. doldrums and people were writing him off, I said, This kid, and Man United fans, I'm sorry, I'm looking at you, Saeed. Hella Man United fans wrote him off. No, nah, he's never coming back. Trust me, he's finished. I was like, No, nah, man, I'm trusting my instinct. 
I'm trusting my eye for a talent. This guy's a baller. He'll come back. There's issues. He's young. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. He's going through a lot. You know what I mean? Man, hooked up hella meals for hella kids. <laughs> come on, man. He's, he's doing bits, man, off the pitch. Mm-hmm. And now he's coming back and now he's doing bits on the pitch. What's one player that you could pick from the Man United team if you could if you could have very quickly? And then Rashford is no question over Martial and Rashford. Rashford has come back and shown that he's quality. Martial, yeah, Martial, you came with hype. You came with Ballon d'Or contract. Yeah, you're done deal. If I could take a player from Manchester United, it has to be Casemiro, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, right now, yeah, it has to be. Yeah. My brother, if um, if I can, I don't know, maybe share my screen and show you some of his heat map. Oh. The guy's everywhere, man. Oh, his heat map's gonna be hot. Part of crazy, crazy player. Oh, Grace, one more thing though. I rate yeah. you. You know why? I remember we're doing the what's it, the FPL stuff at the beginning, mm-hmm. and you put Rashford in, and I was like, why are you putting in Rashford? What's he gonna do for you? Can you tell? You can believed? you? Can you? Can yeah. you tell people how clear I am in the FPL now, brother? Oh my! Can you? Almost. I haven't looked. looked. In, I haven't looked. In yeah, months. that's how clear I am, people. He ain't looked. Yeah. He ain't, he ain't looked. That's how clear I am. He ain't looked. <laughs> But yeah, what's this, man? What are you telling me? Yeah, this is uh, Casemiro's um, heat map. Look at that. In what today's game, playing, man, man's everywhere. Like, what's, what's he's this? everywhere, man. He he's he's putting out fires in one minute, wow. scoring goals another, wow. um, assisting in other times. He's he's like I I know it's Nottingham Forest and uh, Bournemouth the last two games, yeah, yeah. Those are two. Um, Nottingham Forest uh, gave us a gave us a, a good game and and beat us. So we can't be. What is it? You know. Disgracing him a little bit, but he is um some some someone that we 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 really need right now. Someone that can pour out those fires everywhere, that's got the legs to get around the pitch. And if I could take someone, it'll be him. Uh second, maybe a close second will be uh Martinez. I like Martinez's energy, he's he's aggression. Although he's short, it might get found out in like you know, in the bigger games, you know, when the stakes are high. Mm. Pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> received um, yeah um, so yeah those are the two that I, I'm really really impressed with from Manchester we, United we welcome Omar um, to the stream um, welcome Omar <clears throat> um, we're just we're just talking we talked about Liverpool very briefly we're not uh-huh. going to go through the Liverpool chat um, we're going to talk yeah, about we've yeah. talked about we're just on Man United chat and we're talking we've got to the Casemiro stage yeah now I want you to come back with some Karma for the Man United fans that are getting carried away. If or unless you want to big them up, you can big them up because Michael's big them up. We will big them up. But Michael's reminded us that the next two games are the serious games. This is where they're going to be tested against Man City away, home, home, home. Man City home and Arsenal away in the next two, and then who's the third game? Do you know? Well, I'll check it out. I don't. I think it's a uh, Palace or Leeds. One of the oh, two. There you go. Either way, either way, Palace and Leeds are going to be stiff option. The next two games. Next three, Palace away. Home, home, home. Home, okay. Palace are a very good away team. Ohms, are Man United fans um, in their right? Of course, they're in their right. They could do what they want. But are they, are, they, are, they, are they allowed to be in the element right now or should they just relax until the next three games? Uh, I think they, they're fine. I think they're at a different stage to the likes of City and Arsenal. Uh, I mean, Arsenal are coming in 
to the peak of their project now and then City are a city. So United are doing what <laughs> what they should be doing in the first season, which is beating the crap teams and sort of competing against the good teams. And we will see. For me, United have got no pressure in these two games. They could lose them both. I, hit, I like this. Like, there's, there's, there's literally no pressure. Like, they're not expected to win it. I, I do actually expect them to pick up points in one of the games. But, like... Good one. Oh. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm not going to let you say get away. They have to do. They have to be... They have to get a point at least against City because that... Yeah, we do. We do. We do. We do. We need, we need, yeah, we do. We yeah. need to get a point at home against City. Manchester Derby at home. Minimum, yeah. Get a point. yeah, I Minimum. think they beat... Not beat, but I think they get a point against City. I just think United have always been good against City anyway. So, like, you, like, when is the last time they beat you? Well, they beat you at they beat you what last season? But you normally you have a you have a better record than them, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we had only had a game plan against them. Obviously, I don't think that City really tried against us. Sometimes I thought like in the big moments in the cup competitions they smacked us around. But I want to. I do think that we can't get a point against them. They've proven to be a little weak right now. So I think that we can. We could trouble them. Arsenal away though, that's not looking good. Can I? Can I ask? Can I? Can I tell? Uh, I come to you, Bilal. Casemiro was bull for Man City. The likes of Man City, the likes of Liverpool, the likes of this game is gonna. He he. This is what he's made of. It's gonna be a massive test for the next two games, and I think it's so exciting for the Premier League guys because it's a wild season, you know. Because if Man United win these games, suddenly they're in the. Let me not speak. Let me not speak. Let me not speak. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. Suddenly, they're in a picture. Not of a title charge, so to speak, but they're in a definite, definite comfort zone of the top four. Yeah, no, world... if we win those two games, I, I'm telling them, I'm saying right now on YouTube, we're, we're getting top four locked. Guarantee if we win those two games. It's a guarantee. Mr. Nurby's in the building. Remember the minute. <laughs> if we win those two games, City and Arsenal, back to back, top four is a guarantee. If we win those two games, guarantee. We, we already know. We already know. Uh, go on, what did you say, Oates? There's no pressure on United here. I'd love to be United. Why? Like, because there's no expectation on them. It's their first season on the Ten Hag. Like, even really, if he finishes fifth, everyone's just going to be like, oh, it's a sort of... Even after a start like this? Well, let's go back to their actual start. What you lost your first three games, right? Or first, first two. first two, and everyone was like, "Oh, Ten Hogs crap." The same thing happened to Arteta last season. So, like, it's a long season. Um, we're not even halfway through it. But um, if I was a United fan, United are in their sort of happy good days. Honeymoon phase. Honeymoon phase. Where 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 Rashford scoring? It's it's fluid counter attacks, whatever. Um, We'll see. We'll see when when they have to start competing for stuff. Um, they're not the complete article. And look, Casemiro is not getting any younger. So is he going to be performing like this uh, when you need him to perform like this in two, three years' time? Who knows? But um, yeah, he's doing a job for you, and fair play. Um, he, yeah, like Grizz, you said, he's built for these games. Uh, he, he made his name by pocketing Messi uh, in an El Clasico. So look. Wow. He, he could he could definitely do that to someone like De Bruyne or I don't know your Arsenal got crybabies. Odegaard, man, what are you saying? But we're gonna come to that. Don't why? How you how you throwing bait to Bilal already? Like Bilal's taking a sip of water. He's coming for you, bro. Round two, coming soon. Relax. 
That round one ready, little beat there. You know, guys, let's get to 200 likes ASAP first and foremost. There's 350 of you in here. Come on, man. The ratio should be 200 right now. And I'm happy with that. Uh, people people are listening to you, bro. And they're saying, Michael, you need a humbler, bro. You know what I mean? I'm let's saying see if we win. Do. We're not winning those two games. That's why, I know, that's why I'm saying this. Because I know we're not winning those two. There's no nah, chance come on, we're winning come those two on. games. That's why I'm saying. Bottling. Why are you bottling it for? You're bottling it now. Come on, you changed the narrative now. Oh, come I still on. think we're getting top four, though. I still, like, I still think that we're getting top four. But I just that's think that if we win those two games... I don't see us bottling it from there. Obviously, we can still bottle it, but I still think that right now we're a top four team in this country. I'd say top three, honestly. I, I, I still think we play better football than Newcastle. I just think they're more uh, robust than us in terms of defensively. I guess it's a perfect segue then. I guess it's a perfect segue then. The, the master of segues has struck again. Let's do this. <laughs> Arsenal, Newcastle next. The only one person to come to first. Let me put it to you this way, Bilal. Would you have taken a draw at the start? Because you was hella confident. But looking mm -hmm. at the game, I didn't see you guys create that much. I thought you had a good 15-minute start. You, As I said before, you remind me of Liverpool a lot, of the first clock team. Pace, energy, two brilliant one-on-one -on -one centre-backs. One, one percentage fullback, one creative fullback. Uh, uh, a facilitator as a number nine. A commanding DM in Partey and two outstanding wide forwards. Yo, reminds you of some team there. But 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 look, fair play to Arteta and fair play to Eddie Howe. How are you feeling after that nil-nil draw at home? That was the most heated I've been watching an Arsenal game, I think, this year. Oh, right. you that felt was... the Newcastle tactics, right? So when you uh, were telling felt... us, when <laughs> Arsenal fans were telling us our oh, Liverpool crying about the new, now you feel it. Now I know. Now I know. Before before this, right, if you go check any of our videos, right, we talk about Newcastle. I'm like, yeah, man, Newcastle, they've got a thing going. I'm liking the way they're playing. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I don't like it anymore. But honestly, right, watching that game, it was a, it was a, I can't call that a good game of football, but it was, it was physical. It was entertaining. And that first 10, 15 minutes, we should have definitely scored as Arsenal. I think we should have got a goal in that that phase of play. And normally we've been scoring, in, especially in the big games, we're scoring fast. The game against Liverpool scored, I think, in the first attack. The other day against Brighton, first attack, bang. And that, that quick start is something, I think, obviously, watching Liverpool over the last few years, that's what Liverpool used to do, man. First 20, 30 minutes, choke the life out of you. And then you're going into half-time thinking, might as well just go home, you know. Mm -hmm. But Newcastle survived that little, you know, pressure at the beginning and just grew into the game they grew into it they didn't really create like great chances mm. but what they are man they're just it's just like a war it's like you know spartans you know the 300 are there and they're just like standing strong and they're not going to let the persian army you know do them that's what it felt like watching that game that mid block they're so narrow they're so compact when um, arsenal go on the break you see martinelli and saka they're getting a bit of space out wide but then boom there's like eight men behind the ball. They're all there waiting to just clear everything. So, yeah, it was a tough game today. And it was interesting. I know so I've seen Arteta's quotes after the game and he's saying two clear scandalous penalties. So he's feeling hard done by. There's a lot of talk about, you know, the touchline antics as well by Arteta and Howe and all of this. But I like it, man. It adds to the games. I think, I think as fans and, you know, I think just enjoy that passion. So for me, I want that to continue. I hope, um, you know, Nobody gets fined for that sort of stuff. But on the football side of things, Arsenal 
still feel like we didn't do enough to win the game, if that makes mm -hmm. sense, right? So mm -hmm. towards the end, especially, I think Newcastle had a corner in the 91st, 92nd. I was like, you know what? Take a point for today. You know, it's not that bad. I'll take a point. But then <laughs> we're getting the chance. And it was a handball after the handball that um, we can talk about if you thought it was a handball or not. Um, I wasn't too sure at the beginning. I saw, loads of people are convinced. I thought the Gabriel, Dan Byrne pulling Gabriel more was more of a penalty for me. But apart from that, I don't think Arsenal did enough to win the game. So at the end of the day, you're not going to win every game. And if you're not going to win, just don't lose. And I'll take that point and go into Tottenham next away from home. That's another big fight, another big battle. And I wow. think Saka and Saliba, if they got yellow cards today, they would have been suspended for the North London derby. So at least you I should get one next game. <laughs> well, yeah, if he gets one next game, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully now Michael jogged my memory. Hopefully, right? I'm seeing some new players because I think today was the first time I've really felt that we have no bench. We have nothing to bring on. I looked at that bench, I just see defenders who could maybe do something in the game, but I don't see a wide player. I don't see a striker. I don't see another box-to-box -box central midfielder. You know, I think we still need, like, three players to come into the team to really, you know, make sure that we can fight for this title until the end. But right now, I'll take that point and we move on, man. Where's, where's mm. Smith Rowe? Smith Rowe hopefully should come back against Oxford on Monday, I believe, in the FA Cup. So hopefully Smith Rowe comes in for that if, game. Mm -hmm. I was going to... Sorry, sorry. Let you finish with that one. I've got another question. Yeah, no. So yeah, hopefully, yeah, Smith Rowe comes in on um, that game, FA Cup against um, Oxford on Monday. But in that meantime, I need to see some some movement. We need players quick. It's not this, this window can't be like last window where we were about to get... So it's similar to last season, right? Last season, Arsenal, top four was comfy, like should have got top four. But that January window didn't sign anyone. Tottenham went and signed who? Kulusevski, Bentancourt. Yeah, Bentancourt, them two. And they changed their season for them. So the January window is key, man. And if you want to sustain your challenge in this Premier League title race, you know, you've got to invest. And I look at the games right now. You see the games we're talking about. United, they've got City. They've got Arsenal. I've looked at some of the fixtures for City. They've got Chelsea, I think. Obviously, they've got, they've got Arsenal one. But I think they might have Tottenham soon as well. Liverpool, you look at their fixtures. I'm pretty sure you've got, like, the Chelsea's coming up as well. So everyone from now until the end of February is having tough, tough games. This is probably the craziest time, obviously, because of the condensed season and all of that. But, yeah, Grizz, I don't know what you were going to ask me in terms of I was going to say, you know, you're talking yeah. about the, you know, you, I know you was talking about the, the, the possible suspensions yeah. for who is it, Saliba and and Saka. So if they had both, are you, are you, yellows, who, you who you got, who you got in the cup? Oxford. The weekend? Oxford. Why didn't so... you, why didn't you get, a, why didn't they get a yellow card and miss that? I think they changed the rules. This is the thing. I think they changed the rules oh. because I read something about this. It said like, if you do get a yellow, it's not going to count for the cup game, and that's why I think you know this talk of the cards would have come into play. Otherwise, people would have said, just get a yellow today. Yeah. Miss that game in the FA Cup. And then... You know boom, why I'm thinking that? Because I saw I saw someone... I saw, you know, you see golden tweets and people tweets mm -hmm. that people talk about Jose Mourinho and whatnot. And they're like, they're showing the way he, he got Ramos and... Uh, Xavi Alonso. 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 Mm -hmm. got, get them yellow cards so they didn't, yeah, yeah. you know, get suspended for the latter stages. Genius. That's a genius right there. But I wanted to bring your attention. You know, we spoke about Casemiro, people. Yeah, Mr. Nurbis. I want you to talk about this guy because he's a guy that's proved me wrong. I love when footballers, you know what I mean, humble me because I didn't think about this guy ever. Yeah. I thought this guy is a serious flop up front. But then I don't know if there's any Newcastle fans in the chat. Let us know if, if so. But... I don't know. I want to know if was it Eddie Howe that converted him into midfield? If it was Eddie Howe, I salute you, brother, because this guy 
was and has been an absolute beast in midfield. Yeah. Massive beast, man. Um, like, I don't think he was wrong. He was a flop up front. However, for the foresight of Eddie Howe to see that some of the qualities that he can probably utilise and put him in midfield and make him a, a box-to-box mm. midfielder was is, is crazy. And he uses some of the, you know, some of the... Um, <clears throat> Attacking skills that he learned up front uh, to be calm on the ball when he's in attacking phases as well. So he gives Newcastle like today he shouldn't even he shouldn't have got that yellow and and because he got the ball uh, he didn't foul sack he got the ball and he's 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 annoying especially with Newcastle they got like I think three four midfielders that just buzz around you all the time and uh, I think it was on the night what epitomizes him was. On the ninety-first minute, I think it was um, the Arsenal. He was he was he was beefing with Saliba, talking, and then as soon as the ball got given to um, Arsenal's keeper Ramsdale, he just blitzed. He ran as fast as he could back into position, and something that we don't see on the ninety-second minute. They usually jog back into position, but he was like he ran his heart out today. He he gave it his all. He's like someone that. We at Liverpool could use it at the moment. Someone with those, with that energy, with those legs, with that physicality that that we can, you know, rely upon, and then uh, and and use to what is it build attacks over? Mm, um, Michael, you want to speak on Joe Linton? Um, yeah, you know, he's he's again, as I said, he's changed my mind about him. Big up, man, because I didn't think he had it in him. Yeah, Joel Linton might be like the golden boy of misprofiled in the Premier League. He was a striker, and then all of a sudden, he's a, the, one of the best box-to-box midfielders in the league. He, him, Bruno Grimaldi, that midfield is just fantastic. I saw a tweet today that said they compared them to the bad boy Pistons. If you guys watch NBA, like mm. they just—they're the closest thing that we have to Diego Simeone team. I saw it in the comments as well. Like in the Premier, they just fight, fight, fight. I know against Liverpool, the time-wasting tactics against today, they frustrated Arsenal. Even against us, they frustrated. Part of the game. Part of the yeah, game. it's part of the game. Obviously, yeah, I, yeah. I love those. I love those kind of traits to have in a team. You gotta have that kind of dirty in you sometimes to win games, and they're doing it right now. And they're going to these opposition grounds, and they're making sure that they don't lose the game. Um, but yeah, Joe Linton was fantastic today. I thought he was really good, and just Newcastle. I thought they were honestly, they, it was a world, it was a well-deserved draw. I think, but they kind of showed. Arsenal, right now it looks like Arsenal maybe not be able to hand like handle teams going physical with them, like in terms of like making that making the making the game like a, a dog fight. Like Newcastle got into their heads. Arteta like he got rattled on the sideline. We saw like he was ready to fight Eddie Howe. That's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe that's the weakness to like go at Arsenal because obviously on the pitch so far this season it's been hard to find weaknesses for them. So maybe you have to make it a mentality and a mental thing to beat them. Maybe that's what I, I kind of took away from this game in terms of Arsenal. They look a little rattled today. Odegaard was like fl- flapping hands every two seconds. The wingers look rattled. Because like uh, Bala said, the first 20 minutes, Arsenal were fantastic. They looked like they were ready to win the game. And Arsenal this season, what they've shown to me is the first 20 minutes of each half, if you can handle that pressure from Arsenal, you, you're going to have a good game against them. But we saw it against Brighton. They scored a minute in. They always like to score within like the first five minutes of games. They're one of the best quick starters in the league. But after that, Newcastle, I think I saw Trippier round up the ran up the whole team after a stoppage in play and he told them like what to do and from then on they were physical they were going into tackles right away Arsenal couldn't go on the counter so Newcastle may have laid a, a, a blueprint today maybe that other teams need to see against Arsenal 
But I don't know. That's that's what I kind of took away from when when the pressure's going up as well. You see them. They 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 bring those dark arts out where someone will fake a foul and then so they can just calm the whole the whole play down and so everyone can you know reset, get your mind right so they can go again. They were insane today. You know the little things they did even towards the end, right? Party last minute of the game, long throw. I think it was Jamal Lascelles yeah. trying yeah. to block him off. Bro, you're a sub. What are you doing here? The blocking yeah. him off. But you know what? I don't think Michael makes a great point that maybe this is a blueprint to um, try and play Arsenal. But this has always been, I think, a blueprint to try and play a team like an Arsenal or a Man City who want to dominate the ball, want to play this football. It's to always be physical, to be strong, to play against. But I'll be honest, right? I don't think there's many teams in the league no, who can do it like in Newcastle. That's the thing. I think Newcastle are in a league of their own right now when it comes to this intense style, deep, narrow low block at times, mid block, the pressure, the intensity. Honestly, I don't see many teams that can can play like them right now. And even today, off the bench, I'm seeing St. Maximin come on. I'm like, yo, already they've got a bit of depth. They've got a bit of options. The subs he was making. It looks good. I can't lie. Nick Pope as well in goal. That save he made for Enketia, you know, towards the end my, as well. You know what? He's my number one keeper, you know, for England. Ohms, anything to say on either team? Did you watch um, the game? Are you? Are you? Yeah, are you? Yeah, are you, no, are you good? I'm... Are you good with uh, with Newcastle being a pain in the ass for the regular six already? I mean, not for us, but we beat them. So, like, but they were a pain in the ass in that game, weren't they? So, um, I'm not even like trying to like get one over. Um, I rate it. I think I think you need it. I think you need teams to come up to big six grounds and not bend over. Like you've seen so many teams go one nil down and their heads just drop and it doesn't become a game. So like, look, they're a physical team, um, a bit like Brentford and they're going to make sure they're, they're sort of known physically uh, on Newcastle, that intensity being the hardest team to beat. That's what we were like. So I look at that Newcastle team. I think we, we used to get criticized to go, uh, going away to like Chelsea city, United, uh, Arsenal, we wouldn't win, but we wouldn't lose. We we wouldn't we we at Anfield it's a different story. But away from home, we'd always be so hard, intense, um, that sort of pace and power midfield. And they got under Arsenal's skin. And this the thing on Arsenal is that they're playing absolutely incredible football. And I know Grizz, you make the comparison to like the sort of early Klopp team. Uh and I think like Artesta's probably looked at Klopp and through Guardiola and sort of merge them their styles together because there's elements of Klopp and Guardiola in this um in this Arsenal team. But I also look at them and can't help but think about the sort of 13-14 Liverpool team as well, which was exciting. It was raw, it was it was young, but it was inexperienced. And that team used to get rattled a lot because if we didn't blow teams in that season, we used to blow teams away in the first 20, 30 minutes, the way Arsenal were doing this season. And look, even away at Brighton, they conceded two late goals. It got a bit squeaky at the end. Like, we we were the exact same. So I look at that Arsenal team and I'm like, do they have the character to sort of go, go all the way? You'll never know until they actually do it. But when you're competing with someone like Man City, who are so well, like, oiled, uh, pun intended, um, they're like, they're like, they're just so formidable, and you just feel like Man City can can go to Chelsea, can go to Arsenal, can go wherever really, and just pick up points after points after points. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Arsenal sort of match that. Uh, I think it helps that you don't. Um, 
I don't know. Your squad depth does concern me a bit. You do need to go into the market. Uh, you make the Kulisevsky and Benton Kerr point. Uh, we experienced it with Diaz, sort of pushed us over the over the line last season. So um, look, I don't know what's going on with Midrick. Um, well, this but is, yeah, this you. A, this is a wicked segue again. Yeah. Amazing segway, segway. how we do it. This is the this is the channel for segues, natural flow <laughs> segues. Um, people in the chat letting us know. Bill out. Mm. Holmes is questioning, not questioning, and he's, and I think it's a fair question because today you did struggle to break down Newcastle, who came, like someone said earlier, I put it up, like Atletico Madrid. Um, they're a physical team. You matched them physically. You didn't let them bully you. You know what I mean? But you couldn't quite create the chances or the volume of chances that you sometimes make or can make. Mm-hmm. Mudrick is one baller. Mudrick gone. So I was just going to say to Bill, uh, uh, or to you guys, when when I saw that Arsenal team in that last twenty minutes, I think they lost composure because Newcastle did get at them, which is natural. But then you compare that to the the City and Liverpool teams that were so relentless. No matter how many times teams tried to get underneath their skin, they they maintain composure and sort of patience right until the end, which is why they scored so many goals at the end. And people used to be like, oh, Man City are so lucky. Liverpool are so lucky for scoring at the end. But it's because they just stayed focused on the goal of scoring, scoring that one goal that gets them over the line, which I feel like Arsenal need those moments. They need those sort of... I know it's nice going two, three in a while, but sometimes in the season, you need those moments where you score the last minute winners to just sort of make you believe that you can keep on going and going. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I feel like we didn't lose our heads completely. I think Shaka, Party, Odegaard even had uh, Odegaard was more like getting tackled a lot harder than obviously the rest of them. I felt like we did okay in terms of controlling the way we were actually maneuvering and and behaving on the pitch. It was just the fact that we was really struggling to break them down and the the way it was the way Newcastle was setting up. It wasn't just the the little sly going on the floor, holding your 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 head in your hands, you know, for little things and stopping the play here and there. It wasn't that. It was more, we really couldn't just break them down. And I think today was a day, and I, I, you know, Arsenal fans, some might kill me for saying this, right? Granit Xhaka actually had a good game and I'm not even saying nothing about him. He had a good game. But you see the thing with Granit Xhaka, it's that last moment when you're playing that left centre mid, you're meant to be the, the guy in the midfield who's probably going to score the most goals that I was saying in that position, right? And it's just those final moments. I'm like, if that was somebody else, if that was somebody else who had a bit so more is quality. There, so, so is there an element then, yeah. is the, in that case, is there an element that when you're going in these games and you're coming up to the last quarter of a game, mm. sometimes, and does the Arsenal fan base, because Klopp used to do this, and you just put on that extra striker or extra attacker mm. and then go with two in midfield, maybe just leave Partey and Odegaard two in midfield. Yeah and bring on that extra attacker, do you sometimes feel, sometimes do that? Or do you feel, no, well, you can't really risk that right now? This season, not so much, right? But last season, Arteta did do that. If you think about the games, Arsenal-Wolves last season, last minute goal, I think we went to like a free, at the back thing, Saka went right wing back. I think Pepe came mm-hmm. on in Ketia. Everything was just nuts. You know, we went all out attacking that game and got the goal towards the end. Arteta is flexible, tactically, 100%. He's been more flexible in the past than now. And the reason for that is now he's got his system. He's got his players. Zinchenko today was fantastic, right, in that position. I'm very happy to see him get 90 minutes on the pitch. Tomiyasu, of course, came on for Ben White in the end as well. 
things were are, are looking okay, but the squad depth is definitely a problem. I mean, when you listen to the David Ornstein's, of course, I think one of the most reliable journalists in in football, even you know, talking about how Arsenal looking for two forwards, uh, the Felix type if he can get him on loan, and the Mudrik who seems to be who knows what Shakhtar won. I don't know. I'm not in that room. It seems frustrating negotiating with Shakhtar, but. Arsenal do need two forwards and it seems like the club want those two forwards. But I also do think we need another midfield body. You get those three players and then with the Smith Rowe coming in as well, I'm more than comfortable now. But right now it does feel light. It does feel like we need to survive until Jesus comes back, Smith Rowe and da-da-da. But yeah, at the end of the day, this January transfer window, these games coming up as well, the Tottenham, the Man United, it's sticking fast, man. This is It feels like the, the crunch time already. You know, it feels like it's well, not you're, April. It feels well, like you're talking now. Well, Michael's telling us that even though they're in a good run of form and they, they, you know, they're coming up nicely, right? Now they've got Man City and Arsenal next. You guys obviously got Man United and Spurs next as your next two. Mm-hmm. Bro, I don't even know what to say. Now it's getting real deep. But it looks like, it looks like, even though people are telling me Chelsea are coming in for Mudrick, it looks like Mudrick wants Arsenal. Arsenal want Mudrick. Chelsea just being that annoying little idiot club that just, 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 just throwing money and like trying to get, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I was going to say something crude and rude. You know what I mean? I don't even want to say, man. They just, you know what I mean? That's what they do, innit? But mm. like negotiations are going in the right direction. As Chelsea look to be Arsenal to the signing of the winger, talks will continue with Sporting Direct to Dario Serna in London. I think it's Mudrick. I think it's Arsenal. How are you feeling about Mudrick and Arsenal? Well, I just saw David Ornstein apparently just said now Chelsea are just monitoring. But anyway, going with the Chelsea thing, it's the same thing with the happened Rafinha last summer. And especially when you know Todd Bowley's got this stupid amount of money and he's willing to spend stupid amounts. Like, there's not much negotiation happening when you're talking to Chelsea. Chelsea negotiations probably go like this. I want your player. How much? 200 million. There you go. Done. <laughs> you know, and I think that's what Shakhtar are looking for. They're looking for a Chelsea to come in 90 million, 100 million. And then at that point, Arsenal probably walk away from that deal. If Chelsea do do that, definitely probably walk away from that deal. But from what I can see, that Mudrik obviously wants to come to the club. And then when a player wants to come to the club, we've seen it with the likes of Darwin Nunes. United were interested last season to sign Nunes at United, but Darwin saw <laughs> Liverpool coming in and the money factor ends up becoming in the favour of the team who are now buying. And I think Arsenal in that position of power right now in terms of this uh, deal. It's just about Shakhtar literally just crumbling, you know, in terms mm. of just accepting the deal. It's a good deal. I think yeah, it's yeah, two yeah. million pounds. It's not like we're offering them five. I was gonna say, I was 40, gonna say 40, it's not yeah. it's not it's not crumbling. I think they're gonna get what they want and Arsenal gonna get what they want. Uh Mr. Nurbeats, um A Mudrick know much about it, and B the other player that's on the agenda of Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Felix. Should should more clubs be in for Felix? What's your thought on thoughts on Felix? Would he suit the Premier League and which club? Felix, you know, he's for me, he's very, very talented um, attacker. However, I get, you know, you look at him and you look at the demeanor, the attitude. Is he another Martial, someone that's not up for football, that's like, it's not really looking to develop? Um, I don't know. It doesn't look like a happy chap to me every time I see him play. He's mm. on the... Yeah, but that's the Simeone factor, surely. He's drained enjoyment out of him. Maybe, maybe. That's 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 why I'm giving him like... That you know... football terrorist Simeone, man. Surely, right? <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Maybe that that's... that's He's not enjoying his football over there. However, that... like, um, 
it's just that little inkling feeling, is it? Because I like I like to see players that are, you know, everyone everyone knows, you know, when you play football, you want other players you can bounce off off of and uh, and and have the same energy and have high high energy where you want to, you know, you're all pulling in the same direction. And is he a luxury player? Is he gonna do the hard graphs? Uh, I don't know, but. Uh, if if they can get him to do that stuff, yeah, like I I I wanted him to be a Firmino replacement. Mm-hmm. But Firmino gives you that graft. He gives you that that you know uh, the energy, the 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 running, the the selflessness. He does it all, and um, yet to see Jao Felix produce that. I'm uh, okay, Michael. Over to you then. Felix is definitely on the market. Definitely Premier Leagues are probably the only ones that can afford him right now, guys. I don't know. Like Madrid, Madrid ain't got no space for him. Barcelona can't afford him. Italy is a no-go. It's Premier League or bust for him. Are you taking Felix? Is he the answer to your issues and problems? Because I want to hear this from you now. Because about <laughs> 20 minutes ago, you were saying we need a target man, Vlaovic, um, Who's the other one you mentioned? Osiman, yeah, Osiman, that kind of thing. Felix is completely different. Yeah, I think with Felix is obviously I would take him because I just we need a body. That, that's the first priority. Obviously, I would rather have a target man, but we need a body. And Felix is are one of the most talented players, like in terms of just like ceiling wise. Obviously, that was what three years ago. We'll see what happens now. But first of all, I think Athletic are demanding too much. I would not pay twenty million for a four month loan. I think that's absolutely egregious, to be honest. For someone that I think for me. Personally, he fits Arsenal more than us because Arteta, I think, has an actual plan for him. Like he has a like a place to fit him. I don't think Ten Hag, Ten Hag, based on what I've seen with Ten Hag strikers before Martial, Ajax, he always had that tall striker. He had the Huntelaar, the Dolberg, Sebastian Allaire. We saw what he did with those kind of guys. So I think with Felix, also I think for me, Felix can't play a low nine. He needs to bounce like he needs to bounce off another striker. So he would have to play with Martial, which at that point for me, I think is lacks too much penetration. So I would take Felix. Because we need a player, but I, for me, I think he slid down in terms of like potential, like hierarchy. Like I would rather get a Marcus Turum in January than a Joel Felix, in my opinion. To be honest, the Felix thing is interesting, you know, because I was reading something today as well, and they said the reason Arsenal interested in Felix is not to play up front. They said it's because if Martinelli or Saka maybe get injured, so maybe they're thinking of using him as one of the wide players and linking up and all of this sort of stuff. Not playing him through the middle. And you look at Enketia today, right? The physicality he had to play with, the runs he was making. I was impressed with him today as well. So Felix is an interesting option, but I think when Atletico are demanding like twenty million for a loan for a couple, nobody, nobody in the world is going to pay that. Like they'll pay his wages, hundred percent. It's a loan, no problem. But you say pay this like a transfer fee, pretty much for a few months. Nah, I don't <laughs> think anyone's going to do that. Holmes, uh, a channel member, Tarmizi says Felix' best destination, best destination for his career revival is Benfica. In my opinion, Felix is not Benfica's level. With all due respect to Benfica, well, they're they're playing incredible football this year. Well, they are, oh, right. but he's he's just he's wasted his time at Benfica. No, let me start that again before <laughs> Benfica fans ultras come for me and find out where I live, my IP address, where I work, where my children go to school, <laughs> all that kind of business. I don't need that heat. But what I'm saying is, he started off at Benfica, didn't he? No, yeah. I don't know where he yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was at Porto Youth, then he went to Benfica. Yeah, and so he, he look, look, no, he no. made the worst, in my opinion, he made the worst possible career choice in going to Simeone's Atletico Madrid at the time he did. He's wasted he, two seasons, right? He's Agent Mendes. Yeah. Is he Agent Mendes? Yeah. 
I'll say he's getting Wolves. Like 80% I'll say he's getting Wolves. Then. I'll say he's getting, so that's, that's him at Wolves then. He should, then honestly, he should go PSG in my opinion. I think that's the best part for him. No. Nah, I don't think no. he is, honestly. He ain't got time to be yeah. under under like un, undercard to all them brothers over there, man. This guy needs a move well, where he's the main Neymar is leaving. So Neymar is leaving. So then you're another player. Is Neymar leaving? Yeah, Luis Maybe in the summer. Maybe in the summer. Yeah, in the summer. Luis Campos is... But my point being is he can't go back to Benfica. He needs to oh, step no, up now not. and go to another level and mm. shine. Because I rate the kid. I'm not going to lie. I rate the kid very highly. We were interested in him from Benfica days. But we got blitzed. We were ready to pay 60 million. They came in with 100 million euros. Bob's your uncle. All over. You know what I mean? We don't mess with that. But would you consider him at Liverpool, for example? I'm just saying, I'm thinking, like... If we didn't get Gakpo, I'd have been probably all over it as sort of Firmino's replacement. I actually feel like if you're going to learn something under Simeone, it is sort of running an intensity. We know he's got the touch and technique. Um, so I, I think I think he would have been been a pretty good replacement for Firmino. I think we could have bedded him into that role. But right now, don't talk to me about buying attackers. Don't talk to me about buying defenders. <laughs> Just talk to me about buying midfielders because... We all know we need to shop there. <laughs> like, um, yeah. But yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think where where he could go. Like, Real Madrid, Newcastle, uh, Newcastle. Shout. Yeah, yeah. I think a shout. Honestly, that's an unreal. Yeah, shout. It's not though, because the thing is, with Newcastle now, with Saint Maximin there, with um, Almiron there, Isaac's coming back with Isaki. Have you say? They need someone Wilson, else. Then. Yeah, but that's Wood. it. No, 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 no. Now you're going into, with all due respect. Yeah, you've mentioned good players so far, okay? And we know they play a 4-3-3 pretty much flexible, 4-4-2 sometimes. And sometimes they bring in Almiron behind yeah. Callum Wilson or Joe Linton sometimes. You've just mentioned... that Now you're about to get into Jacob Ramsey. Not Jacob Ramsey. Nah, nah, Jacob Murphy. Murphy. That guy is Jacob the worst Murphy. Football. Yeah. Might be pound for pound the worst football in the Premier League. So but I this is my point. Him. This is my point. So now, so, that, so now you're going into the Jacob Murphy and he now you're talking about, I don't even know who the other striker or attacker would be. Chris even, yeah. even, even, even Callum Wilson. Yeah, look, England international scores a lot of goals, but he's a mm. central striker. You know, Isaac is brought to be their number one. Joe Linton plays in midfield predominantly. He can't, like today, he do a job out there. You're looking say maximum Almiron and Felix behind right. an Isaac. Come on, you're, you're, you're making crazy. the team too nice, man. Have you just seen Newcastle? Oh, 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 you're, you're saying they're not about that yeah. life. You're saying oh, you're not about that. That. the thing is, the thing yeah. is, they can have they could have they could have um Felix, uh, Isaac and Almiron, or equally, Felix, I feel like could play off, he sort of can drift in off the right as well. I'd have him off the left. But he can definitely drift in off the right. So he's someone you'd definitely get in at Newcastle because Sam Maximan, like one of the most exciting players I've ever seen, right? But <laughs> this guy can't stay fit. Uh Callum Wilson can't stay fit. If yeah. Almiron gets injured, who comes in for Almiron? Who's a natural replacement for him there? No one really. Chris Wood's probably gonna go back to Burnley in the summer. And Isaac's been injury prone. So yeah, Chris Woods. You know, the more we talk about Felix, right? Yeah, the more Woods, I just think, yeah. right, wherever he goes, it could be like tough for him, like especially at the he's beginning. Really, yeah, he's, it's, he's, it could he's be positionless. Really, 
You might just have to go to Chelsea and just join in with all of them. No, no, you're What do you guys expect from Felix, though? Now, say he leaves, right? What is your expectations on him, whatever club he goes to? Is it to be that sort of world beater he was touted to be? Or is it to be someone that chips in maybe 10, 15 goals a season and sort of, you know, like, is, is, is obviously a talented player, but might not hit the heights that everyone said he could because look he went for what 120 million like there 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 has to be some sort of expectation on the kid anyone want to take that i'd say he if you go depending on what club he goes to like if he goes like a big six club i think becoming like a consistent seven eight out of ten player obviously he's never gonna hit those ballon d'or potential that maybe people have i think that i think it's too long gone for that now because the position that he plays he doesn't have a defined position but just someone that becomes like a 7 8 out of 10 player, like a top three player on that team, I think that would probably be the best that you could wish from him. No, can you uh, screenshot this, take a picture, or we're going to come back? Remember the time. Oh, no. Remember the date. Remember the <laughs> remember the message. Yeah. My, my, my family's in the building. Yeah, he's hyped up. He's just come back from Old Trafford. He hasn't even he hasn't even taken off his jacket and scarf. Can you, can you ask yeah. who's who's Leslie? Is he his 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 colleague? Who yeah. Can you can you tell us who, who can you tell us who Leslie was in the chat? Everyone seen your everyone seen your picture on Twitter with Leslie. In fact, I'm gonna bring it up in one second. You talk, <laughs> you talk, I'm gonna I'm, 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 I'm bring it up. But no, we're gonna we're gonna remember this. No, uh, yeah, before yeah. before we're gonna people smash up the likes, man. Come on, we're about to talk about Man City and Chelsea next. Massive, massive, huge game. Um, shout out to Tommy Boy, new channel member. Big up yourself, man. Welcome to the family every time, bro. Uh, no, your thoughts on Felix before we get into the Chelsea Man City chat. I like uh, I like Felix. Honestly, he's, uh, he's like the two games that impressed me most was last season. I think it was in the Champions League against Man United, where he, especially with Simeone's tactics, where he would be up there on his own a lot of the time. And he, he could he could hold up the ball quite well and uh, bring others in involved. And if he goes to a good team, and I and I advocate that he goes to probably a Newcastle where he can actually you know cement uh, a, a place, place like him. a starter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cement a place for himself where he can become like you know the big guy. He needs to play like wherever he goes now. He can't be a squad member. Yeah, it has to. He has to. I think. How old is he now? Still young, 23, 24. 23, 23. Still young. yeah, yeah. So he he can especially being a Mendes guy, he'll, he'll get some sort of um, uh, thing in his contract where he he may he may leave if things don't work out at Newcastle. But yeah, um, Newcastle are up and coming, and maybe they maybe they can take the risk because um, mm. they can take the loan the, the loan deal, and if if they don't make the Champions League, they can you know cut ties and go for some of the players that they go for. Oh. Yeah, look, Leslie, it must be it must be his dinner lady back at school when she's a Man United fan. <laughs> you know I mean? Big up Leslie, big up Saeed. Me and Leslie are happy, says three points. Joint third, you know, he's celebrating joint third. Get out of here. Man, man United's man. always the ones that are coming Shameless. up with joint third, joint second, joint first. Don't sleep on Man United, you know. <laughs> joint uh, yeah, no. Joint third, you know, he's celebrating joint third. I'm a He's gonna of come course, for me yo. tomorrow. Look, I'll look, respect this. Like... I'll respect this if they beat Man City. If they beat Man City, you do whatever, do anything, oh, celebrate. I like that. Ball. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like... In fact, if they beat Man City, you're probably looking for Leslie and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there, man. Yeah, I'll be you know what I mean? Big up Leslie <laughs> every time. 
Big up. No, man, well, how are we disrespecting like, disrespect Leslie? We're bigging up Leslie, man. Come on, man. People in the chat, man. Get well, now, if you beat Man City, Bilal's going to be singing Glory, Glory, Man United with me. That's what he's going to do. Yeah. I'm the like, RVP, man. But what's going on tomorrow, people? Because tomorrow is Man City, Chelsea, right? Is it tomorrow? I think it's on Thursday. No, that's Thursday. Thursday. Shit, Thursday. But that's the next big game. Like, Spurs have got Palace. I, that's a bit of a dead game. Do you want to touch on Spurs just quickly? Because Conte apparently is saying... Um, like it's look, he might just he might just leave. This is what I'm seeing now. Like, go on. If, I mean, if, Palace, if Palace win, if Palace win, Conte walks. I'm convinced. Mm. Really? So yeah, the oh, wrong one. Leslie, oh, Leslie, one, Leslie, Leslie, <laughs> rise. <laughs> Leslie keeps rising, man. But up, Leslie. We, what are you saying? We... Are you say, are you saying are you saying Conte will walk if Palace beat them tomorrow? In your opinion. Ooh. Depends. No chance he walks before a derby. I don't think he walks before an North London no, derby. No, no, he Not don't walk yet, man. He ain't quitting, man. Halfway, uh, before halfway the season, man. No, surely not. But he's a man who can flip like that. Yeah, exactly. Hold he's that thought. Give me, give me some chat. I'll be back in two secs. He's 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 done it before. Like he's if he doesn't get his way, especially now January is here and and maybe he doesn't get the support he requires. You can see him doing something crazy like that, especially if they get like you know turned over at Palace. Now, Palace can do that. They're one of those teams that, from time to time, can turn it on and uh, and give you a good hiding. And if they do, comes like a 3-0, 4-0. You can see that happening. Palace under the lights, uh, Wednesday night. Oh, you know what? I, I'd, it's, it's, I'd be depressed if I was a Spurs fan. It's a bit like being a Liverpool fan yesterday, walking into Brentford, just knowing what, what's going to happen. Palace are going to be up for it. Spurs aren't going to have any of that ball. Kane's probably going to have about five touches in the first half, and they're going to hope they're going to hope for something to drop for them. And mm. it's it's actually depressing because Conte, Mourinho, Nuno, back to back to back. Like <laughs> at this stage, if I was a Spurs fan, I'd just want to see good football again. Because look, Conte Conte is undoubtedly a top manager, um, but uh, it's hard. It's hard for me, and I I don't care. Like, I don't like you. You 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 want to watch good football. You know you're going into a Spurs game. You know they're going to make it hard for a team. But this is on Spurs, to be honest. They should have just let Harry Kane go and rebuild with the money that they got from from City. Um, if they did that and and then got like a progressive coach or manager that 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 had a good philosophy, then and, and then bought his own players to fulfill that, they could have been a decent team where. And like they could take points of any big, big, big team, but they didn't do that. They went for three managers that were very similar back to back to back, as you said. And um, you've got a squad now that's just like all over the gaff. The thing with Tottenham fans, even the Tottenham fans that I know, like around me, I'm just hearing them talking to themselves and they're like, tired of Conte, want him out, da 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 da, Enoch out, all of this sort of stuff. Like they've had enough, they don't know where to look, right? And it is the thing with um, Tottenham. They've had this golden period, right, where they've invested and look at the stadium they've built, probably the best in the country. Golden period? What? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> for Tottenham, for Tottenham, this is called a golden period. What they've wait, done, wait, wait, how, and how, he how? and he mentions the stadium. <laughs> yeah, like golden period. What? Uh, you guys are Arsenal fans. Of either Arsenal fan here. Come on, let me. NFL come. NFL come. Yeah, you know what? No, but for this. For the history of the Tottenham and the standard yeah. of that club, right? <laughs> They've had a good little run, man. When Harry Redknapp, you know, he took them to a little good place, right? He took them 
Gareth Bale into Milan, you know, all of that sort of stuff. That started a little bit something. Pochettino comes in, you know, takes them all the way to the Champions League final. Of course, Liverpool do them in the end. But then, apart from that, everything in terms of the investment wasn't there. It got to the point where even Pochettino, the biggest probably, like, yes man in terms of saying he was happy with whatever Tottenham were doing because the team he had at that time were probably one of the best in Europe with the defence that they had Vertonghen, Alderiro, Deli Ali coming for MK Dons, Eriksen, Son, Kane, Dembele, all of these sort of players. They had a great, great team going there. But the thing with the team like Tottenham, if you don't build on it while you're hot, it can't, it's, it's, it's difficult to come back. A team like a Man United, for example, they can have 5, 10, 15, they could even have probably 40 years in the mud but Man United will come back because it's Man United, right? But a team like Tottenham, it will always be hard to try and, you know, galvanise yourself again. When the team's not investing in the actual squad properly, and even if they do, it's misguided or they can't maybe get their first choice targets. And then after, without Portugal, they go they go with Mourinho. They get to the League Cup final. They sack Mourinho. Now they panic. They bring Conte. It's looking good. But then you don't back Conte fully. You see where it's going here. It's not going to a good place. Now, if Conte leaves, where do they go? Because top four this season probably won't happen if Newcastle and well, Man United It's tricky. It's tricky. There. Can we can we have someone bring up the table while we round it out? Oh, like, we need to chat about the table because it's looking a bit peak out here, man. Like I don't know who's getting top four. Like it's it's anyone's call. So mm. let's just say Arsenal are thirty. Yeah, are they hundred percent? Are they? Are you guys going to do this until like the 37th game or something? Arsenal and Man City are dead search for Champions League. And then from third all the way to third to sixth, it'll be two of Liverpool, Spurs, United and Newcastle. Chelsea. London Cowboys, man. What are they doing over there? What's going on? I'm looking at the Zerbi. Because I, I, I was literally just about to say, can we, yo, can we, yo. Can we segue again into yeah. Deserbi and what's going on? Well, I was gonna first segue into uh, uh, we'll come back to that, but there was someone asking about um, where's this gone, man? Where's this gone? Are, are we gonna talk on um, Frankie? Are we gonna, are we gonna talk on Frankie? <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, what is the what is the chances David Moyes ends uh, up at Everton? Back at Everton, and Frank Lampard gets the West Ham job. Oh shit! Oh shit! Lampard, eh? we, we mentioned Grig, my guy Griggy here. He mentioned Kariki, Kariki taking to West Ham. Kariki's a better manager. Yeah, that's by that's, no, no, that's Lampard. Lampard did his job, man. Lampard did his job, man. He got me the point, you know, at the Etihad, and then after that, <laughs> listen, bro, super Frank Lampard. Today, make sense of this league, though. Yeah, football is a humbler. <laughs> you go and get. A draw at Man City, right? Brentford beat Man City, then beat up Liverpool, yeah? Mm-hmm. We, like, the, the circle of football is wild. Newcastle today, we see an, an, an Arsenal fight a draw, yeah? It's a wild season. Anything can happen. Super League. This, this like, league is a Super League. It's a Super League. Let's bring up that table again. Hold on. Let's bring up that table again, yeah? Look at this. No easy games talking, in the Barclays. No, man, we're talking. Are we really not talking up Brighton? And look Listen, at if Fulham, Brighton. Look at Fulham handling their business. Yeah, it's mad. But imagine Brighton keep McCann. And look at Chelsea. Stadium. My brother's Chelsea <laughs> right there. Look at them. Yeah, I can't lie. If they lose tomorrow, it's peak for them. That's 19 points for her to talk. That's mad. Can... <laughs> the, the money that they spent. 
127 million for Enzo. These guys, man. You know they spent half of what Man City and United have in the last decade in one se- in one calendar year. Yeah, in like That's a crazy. few months. I've not seen something like this. And even during the times they've been spending, I'm like, these guys are not level raisers to what they had even the season not... before. <laughs> like, I don't understand where the money is going. It's like it's a prank on Chelsea Football Club. I don't know what's it's, happening. It's, wow. it's shocking, to be honest. When you see the strategy, you don't see a strategy. You just see, mm. um, oh, uh, that player's is good. There's a lot of noise around him. Let's go for him. Oh, that player is going like uh, Endrick is uh, Real Madrid again after him. Let's go try and go for him. Um, I don't know where they where they're going. If they get, if if we get new owners and we get that kind of level of backing, <laughs> I hope so. And uh, yeah, then then we can we can be happy. But Chelsea, I, I was going to ask a question. I, I, was, I was talking to myself the other day, and I was like, in football, in, the toilet, in football yeah? right now. You know, like I'm looking at Chelsea's transfers, and I feel like. Is, I know Chelsea, Todd Bowley's come in and things are a bit, you know, he's not really, he doesn't know football. Let's keep it real. The structure's not there. But I look at football right now. Are there really, are there many top, top players? This is, what I'm, this is my point. For the money that's in the game, for the prizes I'm seeing of players, I feel like the level of players, it's not like, they're, they're like a lot of really good players, but there's no like top, top. I don't know. It doesn't feel like for like it's ten just, years ago, right? Uh, it's, it are you talking about like transfer yeah. prices, like in terms of Enzo going for like 120 mil? No, it's, no, it's, no, it's not just the prices. Mean, I mean, just the quality oh, of the players in general, in terms of the actual team. top players. Who's world class through the team? For me, Thiago Silva has been one of the best centre backs of the last decade, hands down. I'm talking. He's a classic centre back. Mm. I rate him that high. Yeah, Koulibaly's been a wonderful centre back. A wonderful centre-back. But are you really telling me these guys at the age of 38 and 34 or whatever, 33, mm. are you telling me they're relying on these? Now, they brought in younger fullback uh, centre-backs for Fana to carry on. Uh, they brought in, obviously, who they might just buy now? Badia Shile. Badia Shile for Monaco. Cole so they're looking... Who? Lucarella cost 60 Cole million Cole the, in the summer. Forget Cole, man. That's just uh, Chelsea hype. You know, youngsters. Yeah, forget me. He's going to end up at Vita Sanum. I'll take Cole on my club as Lissandra deputy. No, but, no, but you, get my point. you get my point. They have to obviously prepare themselves for the future. So they're buying in young centre backs, but it's going to take time. And mm-hmm. like Reese James can't stay fit. They've got Aspelaqueta, 40 years old, huffing and puffing on the right. They've got Cucurella, 60 million. They got rid of that bum, Alonso. He's given out random penalties to Barcelona in the last minute. He's dumb as well, right? There's a lot. They've spent a lot of money, but there's a lot of money to be spent still. Mm. Like there's, a, I, I agree, Bilal. Like there's a lot of money there, but there's a lot of work there. There's a lot of work, and the problem is, think about when Roman first came into Chelsea, that era of football, right? Think about the players that he's bringing into Chelsea Football Club. The names, who Makaleli's. I know, like the guys at Shevchenko didn't really, you know, hit Drogba. the light. Yeah, Drogba. All of these sort of players that have come into that team and the levels that they're at, right? I feel like with football right now, I don't know what it is. You can spend money, hundred percent. But I think the most important thing now, you're seeing it with the Brightons, you're seeing it with the Brentfords, it's about picking players who are great for your system, who are great for what, exactly what you want them to do. That's more important than the big name. And if the you big, if you look at if you look at that Mourinho but... team though, if you look at Chelsea, actually, like early two thousands, uh, late nineties, that's when they started getting in big names like Viali, Desai, all these guys. Um, but when Mourinho come in, the only real big name that really came in was McAlelly. Drogba was sort of this guy who was balling out at Marseille. Yeah, Marseille. You had yeah, a young Ryan Robin. You had good Jonsson. You had Damien Duff. 
You had uh, Carvalho from Porto. He brought in Thiago, Thiago from Porto, I believe. Um, and then Pete, and then he developed like his English core, like Lampard, Joe Cole, hundred uh, percent. That was so, very crucial. Wayne Bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I think like the annoying thing about Chelsea is that they could finish tenth, right? And Chelsea's that, that club that can finish 10th and next season just be like, oh, okay, we finished 10th because we're Chelsea. We're, we're such a bizarre club. Oh, we'll finish 10th. Next year, we'll win the Champions League. They're that sort of club where, like, they now have a reputation that I feel like other clubs can't finish 10th or, like, outside the Champions League every three or four seasons because they don't really have that spending power. Like, mm. Chelsea still, they can spend... They can afford to make mistakes the way United can sort of afford to make mistakes with their sort of spending. Um, clubs like Liverpool and Arsenal, I mean, they do spend comparatively to like so many clubs in the world, but you feel like Liverpool, Arsenal, um, even Spurs, these these clubs can't make mistakes with their transfers. Chelsea, Chelsea did get obviously because of the whole Roman situation that 1.5 billion, you know, Chelsea owed him as a debt got written off. So it's one of those ones that like, free money yeah. to play with. That's why they spent all this money. It's just like they've hit the jackpot. It's hit another lottery. And that's why I'm saying they've got that next influx of money right into the team that they can really go and invest, right? But then you look at the players that they're buying and it just makes me think, is it in football in general? Like, the level and quality of the top, top players isn't the same. But then again, it might be good because you're seeing the lower teams in the league and the Brightons and the Brentfords and all of these sort of teams coming up. And that's how even Leicester 2016 win the Premier League. I think there's more parity in the game, 100%, right? But the actual quality of those big, big top, top players isn't there. And that's why, as Chris said, Thiago Silva, was he 38? He's doing it. The likes of Lewandowski, the Benzema's, all of these sort of players. How old are they? 34. Modric. How old is he? 30. This is the thing. I don't know what's happening, but hopefully this new younger generation, the Musialas, the Sackers, the Fodens, all of these guys, you know, develop and give us that quality that maybe that's been missing for, I think, for the past maybe five to eight years, maybe, in football. I think there's a gap, isn't there? Yeah, there's a bit of a gap, a generation gap, it seems. Yeah, Yeah, and then now you've got the people you're actually going to want to invest in are youngsters who who have the potential, but then also sort of, they're not convincing. It's not like buying prime Ronaldo, Kaka, Xavi Alonso, Albolo Al in one transfer window, because you can't like. As we talk about investing in young players or players that are worth their value, we're going to come on to, we should have stuck with Chelsea and then Man City talk about it, but we have to mention Brighton today, people. Uh, before I do that, I need the last final request for likes, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for likes. That's what I, that's what I've got right now. You know what I mean? Like Liverpool ain't giving me no. They're not. Liverpool ain't satisfying my my my, my hunger, man. You know what I mean? So likes will satisfy my hunger. So I'll smash up those like buttons before we come to the final fixture. Over 400 of you. Let's do this. Um, we need to speak about this Brighton coach and the football he's playing and the play he's got. What are you saying to me, bros? Like. No beats, bro. Come on, talk to me about this guy. This guy is taken over Brighton and it's like he's held that form, he's held that heritage, he's held that style. He's had a couple of bad results here and there. Expected Brighton we're talking about, man. But go away to Everton and they're fighting for relegation. All right, we cussed Lampard, we cussed whatnot. But four ones are smashing and the manner of the way they play football, it's, it's a... It's a 
I know beauty's in the eye of the beholder, but I think every neutral must love watching Brighton play. Yeah, <clears throat> especially, yeah, especially with the players that they're doing it with. Um, this proves, yeah, like Potter and, and these guys are playing the type of football that they do with so-called inferior players or players that were unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, proves that time on the co- like on the on the training field pays off. And if you are true to your principles, and uh, this is where Arsenal were like were smart in t- in like keeping Arteta and not following what people were saying a- like a year or two ago about about him is you got to trust the process sometimes and 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 be brave in your philosophy and following how you see football because there isn't like uh, I watched the game. Was it um, was that team that got relegated recently? St- uh, not Stoke. Um, um, Burnley, 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 mm-hmm. Burnley at United, and it was uh, what's his name? See, all my memories are going. Uh, what's the coach's name? Company, uh, company. company, yeah, company, completely with the same, roughly about the same type of players were playing football that was unrecognizable to to Burnley. Uh, they were playing on the floor, quick passes, what is it, um, um, through balls, that you would have thought, mm, I don't think Burnley can play this type of football. But they can, because these guys are, phys- like, look, the, the, what's changed is the physicality of players. Like They're a lot more professional. They eat the right types of food, and they don't go binging in the weekends. Uh, so they, they, they stay fit. And if you can keep that, you can keep the physicality, you can then start to, you know, express yourself uh, give confidence to these players and Mitomo Mitoma Mitoma looks like um, what we thought we would get with uh, Minamino uh, he's very very direct guy man I love his dribbling I love, I love how he he'd been slowly introduced into the Premier League and and now he's showing his, his quality he's got a quality goal against Arsenal today he's got another quality goal and they've got like these little gems, gross mar- um, uh, uh, march that that you think that are like you know not so glamorous, but they they produce, man, they produce. And this Ferguson guy, whoa, might have like a, a new result too. I don't know about this guy, man. People need to new, speak on this guy. He's, yeah. he's, he's eighteen. He's, he looks like he's 23, 24 already. He's yeah, like he's tank, built, man. man. We all we all know what Brian have been lacking the last couple of years has been a striker because their XG numbers are through the roof and it seems like this guy I think he scored against Arsenal yeah. today. That's probably the first time we've seen a Brian striker scoring back to back games. But Zerbi <laughs> is arguably top five tacticians in the league in my opinion. He's phenomenal and I think Potter he was very versatile. But I think his versatility might be his downfall in the end. But with Zerbi they have a fixed system and he's come in and he's made sure it's kind of similar to Potter but obviously he has his own stuff. And he's just been cooking with them. The midfield's phenomenal. Obviously, we all know who Moises Caicedo is. Everyone, everyone here knows him. Um, Sarmiento is a good youngster. He left from Benfica last year, I think, and joined Brighton. Pascal Gross is very underrated. Matoma, the law knows how much I love Matoma. I tweet about him every single day. That guy's an absolute baller. <laughs> Only three mil. That's how much he costs. Three mil. Talk about elite scouting. Solly March's left foot's oh, wonderful. That hurts, that hurts. Even Estepan, you know, Villarreal yeah. Liverpool. Estepunan, sorry, Pinan. Estepinan. <laughs> Uh, bro, he played against Liverpool and you know what I mean? He played really well. I know we eventually got through and won, but he, he stood out the way he handled Mohamed Salah. But, uh, Brian, we must move on. We could talk about them and you're right. All those players you mentioned, Moises Casado, of course, Liverpool's number one target. 
this January window, I repeat. But whether we can get over the line, let's see what I'll go on with that. But this Ferguson brother, he's scary. You, you guys are going on about him. I was going to, oh, Bilal, you changed the line. I was going to ask Omar, a certain, certain brother who... Yeah, look at that. On, Mo Help. Mo Help. I mean, I don't know, man. What's he doing, man? Like, was it like one season wonder, one month wonder? What was what it, man? You brother... Look at that. He, and a yellow card would have brought the rating down. He was probably Everton's player of the game. Uh, Greg only got it because he scored the goal. Um, look at that. No help. Alex Woby, man. Bless him. Fair enough. Fair enough. Arsenal could do with someone like him, to be fair. Yeah, the Arsenal moved on. You're a mute, Bilal. You're a mute. You're a mute, Bilal. I'm back, I'm back. I'm He's back. Triggered. Yeah. Basically, all I was saying is bring back my boys, man. Ivo Binio, Willekino. No, you're not yes. doing that. No, yes. you're yeah, moved on to another level. You're moved on to another level. Yes. I, Willek, I would have definitely kept though, but he was he was good today as well, man. Messi FC. Yeah. Messi FC says Jude covering Trent like Hendo did clop out. Bro, Messi FC, man, you need to fix. You need to fix your head, it's man. Like like, in the future, that's, that's so confused, man. Like, who's that in the picture? Virgil. Yeah, it looks like Virgil. <laughs> yeah, Virgil. Okay. Oh, that's the best super chat of the day. Yeah, uh, Dinesh uh, says we playing bad, but we still in the Champions League. If we buy midfielders, we can beat Madrid, bro. I'm, 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 I'm looking Wolves in their FA Cup, and you're talking about Madrid, bro. It's peak out here. I'm not even looking forward to going to Brighton. I'm I'm hiding now because I asked for Yeah, yeah, no, you were so hyped. I remember we done the draw and you were oh, so yeah, gassed yeah. about Real Madrid. Yeah. I I felt like kicking you off the stream and me, blocking me, you all me. my socials. This year I'm me, watching Pep. I'm watching Pep <laughs> Man City. Yeah, yeah, they've got Mostly, to win this Champions must. League. It's literally set up for them to win this. I'm coming for these guys, Man City fans. <laughs> if you don't win with every Bayern. year, it's City's year. Every year, they're favourites, man. You bought a machine. History. You bought a machine specifically for the Champions League. Like you're still gonna win the Premier League. Like Bill, I was happy in no, no, they, they won't be up, winning it. He's up, winning. Bro, I said it today. No, we're winning. Don't worry. You I want them to leave. go far in the Champions League so they take their eye off the Premier League. That's ah. what you Listen, yeah, I, I think they're more they're more set up. Have you watched City? If you can talk about Man City, yeah, they are, right? They they're nowhere near up. as fluid as they was last season. I think they're actually going to be way better in Europe just because of Erling Haaland, right? And the way they play, they're not as threatening the way they used to be in terms of you know, oh, De Bruyne has gone false nine, Sterling's here, Jesus is oh, who knows where everyone is. Now they've got an absolute striker up front, and those knockout mm. games, two legs, semi-finals, finals. Man, I think Erling Haaland's going to turn up, but we'll get to that when it comes. Eurostars, all of those shows will be coming. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> we can't wait, man. The hype's back. Can I Can I jump on this comment before uh, Billow? Is yeah. that okay? Yeah, yeah, go on. Because I actually, I'm going to back you here. I actually think, like, we used to, like, we look at our fan base, the exact same stuff was said about Wijnaldum and Henderson. Like mm. these guys are their limitations. They can't. They can't get forward. We need a Tielemans type player. We need someone who can get goals and assists from midfield, bro. You take that out of midfield. You take what Xhaka's doing, what he's actually doing for Arsenal in midfield. The stuff that um, loads of people who went to games were like, "Oh, you used to be able to see what Wijnaldum did did at, did mm. did for Liverpool when you went to the games." But sometimes when you're not looking at him on the screen, you you think he's ghosting. Xhaka yeah. plays such a crucial role for, for Arsenal. So, like, if if you take Xhaka out of this Arsenal team, or if you took him out of the game today, 
Yeah. They might have been counted on a lot easier than they actually were. So, yeah. I, Bilal, sorry, take it away. But... Yeah, no, for me, as I said today, Shaka had a good game. But there's some things I'm looking at him where I'm like, it may be... It's not a four Tielemans type. I would never take out Shaka now for a Tielemans type because you need Shaka, his physicality and on the ball. He's actually really good. He makes smart decisions more often than not nowadays. For me, the the way Arsenal can evolve past the Shaka, they need a box-to-box type in there. That... I was watching Lens uh, Lance, sorry, Paris versus Paris. Seko Fofana, absolute <laughs> monster. That's the type of midfielder where you can now you get the best qualities of a Shaka there, the physicality, the technical ability, but you get a lot more, you know, a lot more less rigidness, I'd say. That's the one weakness of Shaka. Apart from that, Shaka's a fantastic midfielder. Locatelli's that proper, in the comments. Yeah, like a Locatelli type. I think someone who's got that physicality, but also maybe can offer a bit more. Shaka, I think is version one of this, right? Arsenal at some point obviously gonna buy another midfielder to play in that position. But for me it's got to be a powerful midfielder in there. The Odegaard types are nice, but Odegaard wouldn't work right if without a party and a Shaka with him. Right? But, so, but the thing is, yeah, like a lot of fans, they tend to, you know, chase the perfection. You're never going to get a perfect team. There's always going to be one or two things lacking. And there's always beauty in the in, in imperfection because that gives you like, you know, that gives you that the thrill of a game. Like if you, if you had a, perf- a perfect team and you're bulldozing teams all the time, it's like, it will become boring. I would love it. I would yeah, love you, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After, Let uh, me like, bulldoze everyone. Like, I, I doubt, I don't know, <laughs> maybe Bayern Munich fans or 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 whatever, like the, or PSG fans. I, I bet you they're like half watching the game. They're probably on their phone all the time. But that's what I'm every, saying to you guys, man. It's, it's like every fan base, exactly, you're right. Because we yeah. must move on, man. Um, every fan base wants that perfection and dream liquid football, aggression at the same time. Come on, there's not, there's very few that, that have everything. Like you could argue the Real Madrid team, you know, the Modric, Casemiro, and Cruz was a blend of a bit of everything. You know, there's very few midfields that are perfection. Messi uh, FC sends in another super chat. Says, does Klopp deserve our our redemption? A, redem- uh, a redemption. A redemption. Oh, oh. I, beg again, I, yeah. I beg your pardon. Because he, uh, since he caused this, and what if this isn't just a midfield issue and it's more of a tactically we are found out issue, then he deserves um, to have questions asked. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm not gonna throw my toys out of the pram at the first sign of distress, Messi. That's just me. This guy has has raised our levels to another level. That you know, what I mean, I'll never forget in my lifetime. If you're ready to forget it at the first sign of distress. That's you, bro. I can't change your mind. That's your opinion. I ain't about influencing you. I'm saying that's cap. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jurgen Klopp, for me, is is Don Daddy. He's going through a rough patch. Yeah, he's not the perfect manager. Again, like we look for perfection in everything. Perfect coach, perfect striker, perfect midfield, perfect defence, perfect owners. Real life ain't like that, man. I keep, I keep hearing these people and on my channel, other channels, and everyone talking about Wanting perfection, man. Get real. Are you perfect? Look at yourselves. <laughs> Look at us. We haven't even got overlay in the background of our new show. Are we perfect? No, I mean, we're dusted, man. <laughs> so how can we talk about... No, but it's true. We're, we're rubbish ourselves. Like, how, how can we talk about perfection from a manager? We want this. We demand this. Demand from yourself first. Mm. Look at your own self, what your walk of life is. Like, all of you, man, as well. All of you, man, here, Omar, Michael, are you guys perfect in your job? What you do? Is there perfection? 
Come on, man, get real sometimes, man. There's demand for perfection just because our face is on a screen and we think we're entitled to say, yeah, yo, this, yo, this, yo, this, otherwise out. It's get so real, easy, man. it's so easy, it's so easy for us to, to nitpick everything, man. Like, we can, you can nitpick, you could criticise absolutely everything and everyone in football for something. So, like, Klopp, just one thing on this, this whole point of thing about Klopp and his sort of tactics, and people say, oh, Klopp is, Klopp doesn't know what tactics are. Like, I do find that so disrespectful. You don't, you don't win the stuff he wins. You don't sort of uh, do the stuff he does in football by just being someone who, who acts like a cheerleader. Hugs, who like, hugs and, and sort of slaps them on the bum and says, oh, don't worry, we've got Origi. Bro, this guy is... This guy, is well, this guy brought in minds from nowhere, sort of, promoting. Yeah. This guy, Dortmund, took over Dortmund and fucked with a juggernaut called Bayern Munich. And he not only them. F with him, yeah, he beat them. Not only F with him, he beat them. You, I don't know how would you describe that. That's like... How, how would you describe that? Uh, that's like... Like Leo David or Nice. Yeah, yeah, like Leo or Nice regularly messing with PSG at the height of PSG. You know what I mean? Like, you can mm. have a one-off season. This guy, while he was there, messed with them. And then he took Liverpool over, who were in a worse situation than we are now. So, you know, we were all crying. Liverpool fans, obviously, Michael and Villa and every other man is laughing. He took over Liverpool people in a worse situation, with less money, with more, with more or less, even more... Well, they weren't still new. Novice owners. This guy rose up. And are you saying he just do it? Yeah, yeah. He just like fluked it here, fluked it there, hugged a few people, high-fived a few people, <laughs> cheer-led the crowd. And and, and we, we're saying he ain't got tactics. Yeah, Get yeah. out of here, man. Get real people, man. That's my opinion. But I'm going to say it with my chest and I'm going to try to... I'm going to back him until I can't back him no more. I ain't about this trying to turn us into... I'm sorry, but AFTV style, Arsenal and Man United even like changing and revolving doors and protests and all this toxicity. We ain't even close to that level yet. We're going through an awful patch. Don't get it twisted. There's turbulence. Don't get it twisted. I'm not yeah. saying it's rosy. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not even saying it's going to be all good. We don't know. But to write him off and say, yeah, hashtag clop out. Bro, I respect you. I've seen you in my chat before. You, you're sending a super chat as well. I have to respect you, but I have to diss your opinion. That's just me. I have to diss that opinion. You, you got you got to look at the the way fans have become very very fickle, and social media has probably played a part in it. Is this time last year we were clamoring, Klopp sign a new contract, please don't don't leave in 2024, wherever his contract was ended, and then he signs the contract a year later. Yeah, Klopp out. Um, very, very disingenuous. And uh, sometimes I think, like, you know, the, the other day, I think his he's, uh, press conference caused a bit of a hoodoo with people saying, oh, this guy don't want to spend that. In. Bro, he's looking after the players as well as the club, the image, uh, the players' ego. He, want, he needs to look after those and get, keep them ready and motivated. He's not going to be just talking... Like, you know, for your sake, bringing anyone in. Like, I don't understand why people want anyone to come in. And if he brought anyone in, they'll be saying he's just bringing anyone in. He's not bringing the, the top the top dogs, as, as Grizz would say. But I'm he's interested just... But I'm interested in to see what the neutrals will say. Not neutrals, but outsiders like Bill and Michael. Like, you've seen the situation, yeah? It's, it's, it's like we're having a rough patch right now. But essentially, we're four points behind. If we win our game in hand, we're four points behind. 
uh, Newcastle, for example. Mm. And are we still not putting, would we still say um, we're not favourites over Newcastle to get that top four? I mean, I don't know. Maybe you would, but how are you guys seeing the situation? I think Liverpool, I think it's kind of similar. It's not to the extent. I think they just need, they're going through a, like a quick rebuild and they just need a refresh of the squad. Um, Klopp, in terms of tactically, I'm someone, I don't think Klopp is like the best tactician but he also has other attributes that top tacticians don't have, like the man management, the way to get the best out of players. Like he's a floor raiser and he's hit the, he set a certain ceiling with this team and he needs to rebuild the team and then go hit another ceiling with the new team. So I just think obviously you should never be clop out so far. That's, that's crazy to say. Like you would have to finish like eighth place, like back-to-back seasons to like be clop out in my opinion. That's me. That's me. If he doesn't, if we finish eighth this season, Next season, I'm on his back. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. Like I'm on his back next season. If we finish sixth this season, I'm on his case hard. Yeah, hard. I, I, just, I think you have to see what happens in the summer, like the way that you dress, like that kind of stuff. But I think for this season, it's clear that I, I remember Sir Alex Ferguson even went through this. Obviously, I don't think Klopp isn't like better than Sir Alex but we United went through the fact that they needed to rebuild. We went like three years without winning the title, but then we rebuilt and then we won the title again. So. Liverpool need to refresh. We all know that you can't sustain dominance with the same team. Even Pep's going through this now. He said, my players aren't hungry enough. I need to refresh. That's why he brought in the Rico Lewis of the world. Liverpool need a refresh. It's obvious. And until obvious. they get a refresh of players, they're going to keep seeing this. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's not it's not just on Klopp. It's on the board. Players need to get that hunger back within themselves. Start actually playing, like start acting like them that they used to be. So I wouldn't just place all the blame on Klopp. Uh, Zuberi sends in a super chat. Big up yourself, Zuberi, man. Long time. Big he up. says, so are we just going to pretend that Klopp dominated Germany for five years? No one, not one of us said that. Did you say that, No. No. Did you say that, Bilal? Uh, no, no, I don't think anyone said he dominated Germany for five years. I said he effed with the biggest club in Germany, which is a juggernaut, one of the biggest clubs in Europe. Dortmund ain't that people. He brought minds out of nowhere. That's a coach doing that business. Five years. So he got to know you was in his life. Yeah, but you have to see as well what Bayern Munich had to do to stop him from dominating. Buy all of their man. They brought him Pep. They brought him Pep Pep to stop Coaching all their players as well. They started taking all their players. Because it they was two seasons at best. Compete. Even two seasons at best. And it was two seasons, not at best. Man reached Champions League finals with them. Uh, the cup finals with them. Won the league with them. Twice, I believe. Yeah, I believe twice. Are you mad? Back to back. Back to back league titles in Germany against Bayern. Do you know how much of madness that must have caused oh. in Bayern when he won it the first time? When he won it the first time, they must have been fuming. And then he won it back to back. For context, that's, yeah. like, that's, like, that's like taking Spurs in England and basically that's against, it. This, against this City team and going back to back, winning the Cups um, and basically outplaying you everywhere. He outplayed those Bayern teams. Like, it's a different level. It's a, it's a complete doing two, even if it was a season, that'd have been some achievement. But back to back, like, but this is where, but this is where I, I do criticize him and I question him. This is where I do criticize and I question. And, and I think I'm, I'm being honest. I hope I'm being honest. I am being honest. What am I thinking? I'm being honest. None of those clubs that he's been at, and including Liverpool, has he rebuilt the team that he built. So people are saying, so the club fans are saying, no, man, he rebuilt Liverpool. He rebuilt Dortmund. What are you talking about? No, listen to what I'm saying. He's never rebuilt the team that he built. So he built that Mainz team to bring up. He never built it again. He built up that Dortmund team. He never built it up again. 
Now, for the first time in his career, professional career, he will have the opportunity because he's here for another few years to rebuild mm -hmm. this team. This Liverpool team, the one that nearly won the quadruple, in my humble opinion, is finished. I don't think this Liverpool fin, you know, the team of Mane, Gini Wijnaldum, mm -hmm. Virgil, you know, that team, Bobby Firmino, that spine, that crew's done. That crew's done. Now he's got the opportunity chance. Now he's booing Jota, Diaz, Konate, hopefully Jude. This is what the next rebuild looks like for him. And now he has to prove that he can do it again. So there's absolute question marks. Can he do it? Am I about to throw him out? No way, sir. No way. I'm going to give him a chance. Like Michael, like I said to Michael, if he finishes out of the Champions League places, yo, big, big microscope next season. Yeah, I think with Klopp, it's like, we've all, like, someone's in the comments, he's he's really thrived at being the underdog manager when he's like... He's got a change. I agree. He's got a change. Now it's, now you're meant to be the, you're meant to be the second biggest team in the country in terms of competitiveness behind Man City. They're obviously the top dog because they've won the Prem 4 out of the last five years, but you're meant to be the ones that are going to challenge them. But now you're seeing the Arsenal's jump ahead of you and the Prem's not going to get easier. City are going to be City. Arsenal are rising with Mikel Arteta. Megan United are coming. We have a new project and if we get new owners, Expectedly, we're gonna rise. Newcastle have a war chest that they haven't even dipped into yet. Chelsea, who knows what top boys are gonna do and everything. Spurs are obviously gonna fall away, but Klopp has to deal with the fact that there's not just one team that you have to challenge anymore in Man City. There's a mm -hmm. bunch. I want to see if he can handle that pressure. And if he can't, and that's fair, and that's fair, and that's coming from a Man United fan. That's and and with Liverpool fan, well, majority of Liverpool fans would accept that as well. Obviously, there'll be some diehards, and then there will be the other extreme side that just. The first sign of disaster or first sign of struggle, yeah, clop out. Yeah, we want new owners, we want new manager, we want new players. Life don't work like that, man. Is that what you do in your real life? If your parents got business, you telling your parents to do that? Come on, get real. <laughs> the, the problem with this sort of generation on social media, I think it was no made this point. It's like everything is our attention spans have been shrunk so much. So like it got it goes from this like from our content. The way, like, everyone will just wants to see, like, sh YouTube shorts and, like, TikToks and all this, like, short-form stuff. People don't actually want to see something sort of built to fruition. Mm. And I, I don't think you can call Klopp sort of rebuild a flop mm -hmm. or say that he, he can't rebuild a team until you see him actually fully turn over this team. Because there is still a lot of this team is... We haven't signed... We've signed one senior midfielder in what four and a half years so you can't tell me you've rebuilt that midfield because mm. this is the same midfield that was there four years ago you've got a couple youngsters in and you've got Thiago right so you if you want to see a rebuild see see what he does in the summer see how we rebuild in the summer and then like Grizz says judge from there so have a bit of patience have like See the process. If you want to trust it or you don't want to trust it, that's up to you. But mm. at least see the process before coming to a conclusion. If it mm. flops uh, this season and then it completely flops again next season, then by all means, go away. But at least wait and see. And I feel like he's earned the credit to, to sort of do that because it's not like he's he's had three reigns money-wise. I know people say, oh, he's bought Nunes, whatever. It's all net spend. It's all relative, right? Mm. So, what, what, him, uh, him, what irks me the most, yeah, what irks me the most, 
and it's the content creators that, that feed off the negativity and and you know they shout rant and, and rave yeah about what's happening now but if Klopp turns it around and Liverpool do become better again you won't see the same energy in into their apologies uh-huh. or or whatever they'll just try and blend into the background yeah we're the, we're here we're here we're Liverpool blah 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 bro uh-huh. Keep if you keep the same energy for the, the criticism, please keep the same energy when it comes to your apology and and you know and and you speaking uh, uh, negatively about Liverpool clock or the players at that time. Like some of the hate that that Darwin Nunes is getting from our own fans is 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 absolutely. I don't take it seriously, you know. I don't. It's like it's like it's, it's like a just a generational thing, man. Honestly, I don't take it seriously. Maybe it's a generational like, thing, but opposition right. opposition fans have every right to banter, yeah, him yeah, and yeah, troll yeah. him, and whatever, because yeah, that's what it's about. Exactly, yeah. But when your own people are doing it on a reg on a serious regular basis, I don't take them seriously, man. I don't, uh, they don't know. They don't know ball, man. They don't know <laughs> ball, and they don't know how football works, man. It's it's, it's got- my it's my it's my generation of fans. I look at people my age, right from who support all clubs, everyone just wants instant success straight away. Mm. Like, <laughs> you can't have that all the time. So if you can't have that, at least trust some sort of, trust some, like, it's the whole thing about people's attention spans. People just want everything now, now, now. They can't, they can't struggle a bit. They can't, they what, can't. What I would say is as well, like, being an Arsenal fan, having just one manager for most of my life, growing up with Wenger for, for my life as the manager of Arsenal, right? And for the most part, it's very similar. Well, even worse than, than Liverpool because Liverpool actually spending decent amounts of money uh, when we were moving to the Emirates and we couldn't really spend any money having to sell players and then building teams getting random players like Danielson to come in and then maybe you can do a job for us you know there was some beauty in that to be honest and that's maybe why I, I became a like grew up loving Arsenal there was a bit of beauty in seeing the way we were trying to do you know things and trying to achieve something with the with that sort of way it was after actually coincidentally and this is when I say money and Buying players doesn't solve everything. When Arsenal signed, I don't know if you guys remember, we signed like Mustafi, mm. Granite Shaka, Lucas mm. Perez. This is the first time Wenger's really spent big money in the window, right? And I'm like, mashed oh, up, you, mashed up. This is what you've come back with. One window, we just signed Petr Cech. I'm like, bro, I know you got money now. This is time after the debt. Finances are looking good again. You can actually spend something. And it's like money doesn't solve your problems. Instantly buying players doesn't solve your problems. I was thinking we were better off. When we had the Danielsons come in, we were better off when we had Arshavin last minute, somehow scrambled a bit of money to get him in. It was funny to see how that Arsenal team ended up developing to the point where, you know, we thought this new era was going to come in. Actually, they end up costing Wenger in the end. So I think just give Klopp a bit of time, give him the summer, give him January next window as well, because that's what he deserves in the first place, what he's done for Liverpool Liverpool Football Club. And we know the difference now between Klopp and Wenger, right? And this is why Wenger couldn't stay at Arsenal. Klopp has proven that he has a system that works in modern football, right? It works. When he has the players in the cogs, everyone working together, the 4-3-3, we've seen it working properly. If a Caicedo comes in and he can play box to box and do everything and bring back the energy of Liverpool, then we know what Klopp can do. The thing with Wenger, we had no hope towards the end that he could actually keep up with the demands of modern football. The guy was 70-something. Like, we didn't, you know, it's one of those ones, time's gone, you know, but with Klopp, there's still hope that if you give him the players, he's going to come back and show us what he did just last season. <laughs> forget, forget, yeah. forget five years or 10 years, just literally last season. 
We're going to wrap it up now. The last super chat of the night says, Jay says, Grizz, I love you on the big six. I'm a Spurs fan. But let's be honest, Klopp would be a downfall without investment. He's done so well, by the way, against the Manx. Look, as I said, if he gets the investment that I believe he's going to get this summer and we're still not back to our level, then yeah, questions will be asked. And rightfully so. Uh, right now, I don't think there's any basis for these questions to be asked. You can ask them. I'm not saying don't and oh you're you know you're not allowed to you're allowed to but i don't think it makes any pers personally i don't think it makes any sense to, to ask questions of club there's far more questions to be asked of the ownership and the model and the structure and the investment in the team and all of that business mm. but we see how it goes guys uh we need to have a prediction for chelsea man city because we just swayed segued into all kind of business no beats i'm going to ask you chelsea man city because that's a heavy game it is, I'm, and I'm going to base my prediction on the clash in the Carabao Cup. Chelsea got smashed, man. And I think they're going to get smashed again. But City are going to be uh, reeling off that and I'm frustrated over Everton's result. So they're going to come out swinging, especially seeing Arsenal drop points. They're like, yeah, this opportunity to show like we deserve this. And, and Pep has probably been on their necks for the last two or three days. So I think it's going to be a free one to see. Mm, Bilal. Chelsea got something for me. This is just, <laughs> you don't this is just purely for my personal reasons. Chelsea, please. Enzo Fernandez. Yeah, hopefully Enzo Fernandez is signed by Thursday. They no, man. <laughs> and then the energy that Chelsea oh, fans the energy. are up for it. Oh, the energy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the energy yeah, yeah, yeah. that the Chelsea fans are just up for it. Obviously not yeah, yeah. Play, but the Chelsea fans are just up for it. Eight o'clock, under the lights, Stamford Bridge, tight little stadium. Harlem, <laughs> no space to manoeuvre. And then, yeah, a little one-nil to the Chelsea. Come on. Let's go. Four-nil <laughs> uh, City. Wow. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Michael. So, yeah, so um, yeah, they're gonna bang bang up Chelsea, I think. Uh, wow. I'm going three 0 City. Arsenal job points. City are not dropping points back to back games. They're coming after Chelsea. No Reese James. It's not looking good for them. Pep is moving like a psychopath right now. I'm telling yeah. you. I'm you telling you. The water bottle is yeah. shaking even harder than what, usual. What are you believe? I'm with Bill out, you know. Nah. I think I think they got something. Nah. Arsenal, Arsenal drop because it's a wild season, you know. Just when we expect everything to go smoothly, Arsenal drop points. Man City, you're gonna just capitalize, go within five points. I think is it? Yeah, then? go back to five. Yeah, go back to five points. Yeah, I, I, I can see a draw. You know, I'm seeing a two-two. Nah. nah, 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 nah. One, one. Chelsea ain't going. Thiago Silva, <laughs> Thiago Silva. You just stay on Haaland and that's it. Lock him off. The nah. boy, no. I'm, I'm going one, one. You know, it's going to be wild. I'm looking forward to that game. To be honest with you, I'm actually looking forward to Palace Spurs undercover. Vieira might have something for them. I'm not going to lie. They bought nah, them last season 3 0, no? no? Yeah, but Conte's, won game. Game. Conte's no. got to show something. Brother, Conte's got to show something. Antonio Conte, if he's still an elite coach, he has to show something because his last two performances for, well, generally this season, Spurs have been pop. Hmm. Absolute pop. He's got to show something. 
He's got to turn up tomorrow. Oh my if they lose God, tomorrow, I think their top four chances are over. If they lose tomorrow, I think their top four chances are over. If they lose tomorrow. Nah, right? man. No oh, one's no. just nah, like long okay. season. Long, I'll keep so saying it. Tottenham ain't deep. They take Tottenham ain't deep in with that. They're not. Uh, they're just not. I don't know, man. Not, we we got a derby tomorrow as well. Villa Villa Wolves. That's a derby, isn't it? Yeah, you can you you can do a watch along for that. That's a nil nil. Night Emery versus Lopetegui. I mean, if get clash, no man. What in the Espanol Getafe is that? It might just be me and me watching that. So football hipster Omar man with a with a shout Villa versus Wolves. Yeah, did you see Unai Emery? Did you see Unai Emery's coat the other day? Bro, my guy is coming up, man. I know this is Premier League carnage, yeah? And we're talking about their Premier League table being mad. But am I allowed to just screen share the championship table? Go on. You might as well. Because then. this football, is mad. Look at my boy in fifth place. Michael third, Kings, Middlesbrough. Third place, third place is on 42 points. Uh, There's 10 points between 17th and 3rd place. Wow, wow. And that's so mad, you know, because you know Birmingham are 17th, right? And I've met a few Birmingham fans recently and they're like buzzing. They're like, we're playing good football. <laughs> we're doing all of this. I'm listening to this people that are 17th. What a league. The championship yeah, is the trenches, right. man. If you go in there, like, well, long day. Real world. Right, right, 24, right. 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. Damn. Yeah, that's... Yo, listen, you're ruining my flow, man. This is Premier League carnage. You ended up talking about Wolves and Villa. Right, and then the championship. Like you might as well talk. Like, get out of here, man. Listen, Premier League carnage episode two. I don't know if we're gonna try to remember the numbers of episodes. We might do a thing. Let's try and do an episode two, episode three. Let's try to see how you, we can get. You can put it yeah, in the man. title that way. You will oh remember. yeah, Mister Null beats with the knowledge as per Premier League carnage <laughs> episode two. We out here. Peace. Thank you. Like on your way out. Take care. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.